Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, and be a part of the family here at Pirate Radio. And uh, we got some great guests to get to on today's show. Some good topics to hit, but we want to hear from you as well. What is on your mind on this Thursday as we head into a uh, pretty good sports weekend? You have the U.S. Open. You've got... The College World Series, uh, some MLB, uh, no hockey, no hoops, but we're going to go ahead and officially call it football preview season because we are kicking off our opponent previews today. We'll start talking. uh, We'll have some weekly fantasy football chats, I believe, starting next week. So uh, we're going to dive into our summer football preview mode starting today with Aaron McMahon. He is the beat writer at MLive.com and Ann Arbor News. He will tell us all about this big, bad Michigan team that the Pirates will be facing to kick off the 2023 season in the big house. Aaron McMahon joins us about 20, 25 minutes from now to talk about the week one opponent. Steve Cotton, longtime play-by-play voice of the Marshall Thundering Herd, is lined up for next week, and uh, then we'll knock out App State, Gardner-Webb, and uh, go throughout the entire schedule. If you are new to Pirate Radio, we've been doing this uh, four years. That was one of my early duties when Troy was hosting Live at Five, and I was producing at the line up all the guests for the football previews and we're going to keep that rolling here on pirate radio live for 2023 and get to know every opponent starting with michigan today uh with aaron mcmahon jeff nadu has not been around in a while he's had a lot of uh life changes since we've talked to him no longer at barstool sports earlier this week he was on uh, a show with Coach JB from Last Chance U. He's a lightning rod. And they were talking to Baby Gronk's dad. What a life. What a world we live in. Where that sentence I just said is something that actually happened. Uh, but anyway, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadu, will join us coming up at around 4 o'clock. We'll talk a little pirate football, get his early thoughts on ECU. We'll uh, preview the ACC. There is a new odds-on favorite to win the ACC this year, not named Clemson. So we'll discuss that, talk about some win totals, and NBA draft coming up next week. I'll ask him who the Hornets should take at number two, Scoot or the uh, Alabama, Brandon 
brandon miller is his name thank you joey for throwing up the m uh for miller jeff nadu will join us coming up at four o'clock we'll play name that sound coming up at 4 30 hosted by shirley rhodes shirley have you notified people on uh what's going on today on name that sound welcome to the show by the way oh thank you for having me um no i haven't quite notified them would you like to do it now or? yeah sure yeah, all right sure. so uh, name that sound me versus chandler every thursday and mm-hmm. just uh and we're gonna do mm-hmm. that again today right no we're gonna change it up a little bit so uh clip you are gonna take the week off okay joey you're in oh. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> we're and you're gonna go head to head with chandler well, oh, how God. about that all right so chandler so make sure you're back <laughs> chandler is historically awful at this game but has won a couple of uh you won an all-star appearance against shirley mm-hmm. and did you win another or is that it there was another one i, won. I feel like you won another one yeah that you yeah, haven't beaten west. me oh you beat west. west that's right yeah, you beat west so chandler's really good against everybody but me and brandon manning <laughs> uh so joey no pressure but um this was shirley's idea and uh i ran through the sounds earlier i think there's a couple that might be before your time that are tough but overall i think it should be a pretty even game i think you put together a pretty good game yeah i think so i i I do have to keep it to where it's not going to be as easy you know because then because if it's easy it's not fun um I was going to put Connor and Joey head to head, but Connor's not here. So uh, we might do that. Yeah. Well, no, we can't do that next week. You guys we can do that next week if you want, because I won't be here. But um, we'll we'll see. All we'll right. see about that. Jamie says, come on, Chandler. You've already got people. Chandler is like the uh, – he's the Cubs. He's the low he, boys. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's absolutely the Chicago Cubs favorite. of this game. Tyler has a stipulation. You know, we can do this like wrestling. Uh, he says, winner keeps a job. Loser, leave town match. What do you Whoa. think? Oh, no, <laughs> no don't down. tell Chandler that. He'll go find a bachelorette party or a bachelor party I'll to go to. <laughs> yeah, he'll lose on purpose. Uh, I got to say, just pay tuition today. My pocket's hurting. <laughs> all the money we're paying joey uh boy that could all go away at the snap of a finger your life could change all right so a big battle between teacher and student chandler boss and employee chandler honeycutt versus intern joey coming up at 4 30 five o'clock the cran man marcus crandall still out of town but we banked a lot of awesome interviews and we got one of those coming your way today with ECU Hall of Famer Lester Lyons, whose records, a lot of his records still stand at ECU from his playing days. And we'll talk about this with Lester, but hard to believe, hard to say, but it is reality. He was on the last team for ECU to make the NCAA tournament. And you got to go back a long, long time uh, for that, 30 years. So uh, 30 plus years at this point. So uh, Lester Lyons will join us to talk about his playing days, uh, basketball today, and more. So looking forward to that coming up in hour number three of today's show. Also, uh, whatever else is on your mind on this Thursday, we'll get to as well. All right, looking at the, I don't know, any, uh, what's the big sports news of today? We are in a time where there's not going to be a lot going on. 
U.S. Open, I can tell you that Ricky Fowler is on top of our Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard at the U.S. Open. They're playing out in California, so you're going to have some uh, some later golf. In fact, I think the last uh, tee times for today, round one, are not until like late in the 5 o'clock hour Eastern. So you're going to have some late golf here these next four days. Um I've lost some interest because Harold Varner III is not participating in the U.S. Open. I was telling Joey before the show I need to drive to Virginia and put a put something on a golfer just to back somebody. Joey says uh, uh, Brooks Kepka will not win. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in the sauce right now. I think he's he is undoubtedly good in high major competitions. I, that's all he does. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, this just won't be his. This won't be his. Cup. All right. Well, who will win? It's easy to say who won't win. Yeah, it is easy to. Say, <laughs> a lot easier to say who I mean, won't win. Yeah, you got um, some pretty good odds. You're going to be right on that. I really got to look down at the list. Again. All right, pick me a winner. I got you, Chandler. Who you got? Pick somebody. Pick me a winner. Who's going to win this thing? Xander Shoffley, one shot off the lead in the first round of the U.S. Open. I uh, got some Thank ba- you for pronouncing that because I was looking at it. I was like, how do you pronounce that? I was like, I know how it's pronounced. It's pronounced differently than how it's spelled. Shoffley. Because I was looking Shafefli. Shafarvel. Shafafla. The O's uh, have taken the lead over the Blue Jays. They are playing in the seventh inning right now. It is Baltimore three and Toronto two. And they go ahead on uh, Santander single into right field. Anthony Santander. So Orioles trying to win their series against the Blue Jays have a three to two lead on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Um, Brandon says on YouTube the biggest football news to me the last night was the rivalry coming back between Texas and texas a&m i did see a lot of bottom line stuff last night just uh we had you know games on at aj's by the way we'll talk about that in a moment but saw they were spitting out um like 2024 sec football schedules um i saw alabama and georgia are gonna play in the regular season and i believe i read it was like the fifth time in the last 20 years or something they're going to meet in the regular season that's wrong i know the the way the divisions are separated and you've got i guess games you play every year but um yeah they're going to have to factor in the new teams with oklahoma and texas and I, i did see that that made news that's crazy that the biggest news in football was who's playing sec games in two or three years from now who do you think starts for texas quinn or uh archie uh quinn right i think so yeah but archie is getting a bag so yeah well so is quinn right i mean he had a huge he he went to where ohio state yeah i think he went to ohio state collected a check and said yeah i'm see right so yeah i mean everybody's getting paid up there um didn't wasn't it uh manning came out and said that so his father is cooper right it, was it Cooper that said he was not going to get an NIL deal or he didn't want him to before he actually did something on the field? Was that just talk? Yeah, like they're probably yeah paying him a lot of money to go play football there. What a what a uh, what a problem they have because that Quinn dude was like the number one guy left high school early to go to Ohio State, right? And then they they land a Manning as well. 
still fascinating that he chose Texas and not a SEC. Well, he did choose a SEC school, not a traditional SEC school. No Ole Miss, no Tennessee. I kind of want him to go to a different SEC school because you had you know Archie and Eli at Ole Miss, uh, Peyton at Tennessee. Maybe he goes to like Florida or I don't know a different SEC school. Uh, we will talk Michigan football in a moment, and in that, we'll, we'll talk about the new Big Ten and the wacky world of USC and Rutgers being conference opponents, Maryland and UCLA being conference opponents. That is coming up soon uh, with the ever-changing landscape of college football and conferences and, and everything that, that goes with that. That is kind of annoying, but... <laughs> The games are still fun, and it's going to be fun. Pike is hanging out on Facebook and uh, gave us a like. We appreciate that. Give us a like and a sub, and uh, let us know what's on your football mind on this Thursday. I'm getting fired up. We did a um, countdown earlier this week, but it's time to start. And, uh, Joey, I think I heard, overheard you. I, so I'm, I'm in two. I've narrowed it down to two fantasy football leagues. I used to just get way out of control. Likewise. Can't do it anymore. And I'm the commissioner in one of those leagues. And in that league, it's there's a lot of keepers. There's a salary cap. We do a slow draft. You do any slow drafts? We bet we do it all through text starting in August. And we just make our picks as we go. Well, this year, I, this is, I'm a commissioner of a league as well. And this year, me and my buddies are going to meet at uh, Mikasitas back in Fayetteville. All right. Uh, I like that. My other league is a, a live draft. Yeah, so. so we'll do a live draft, probably bring the phones. I don't know if anybody's bringing a laptop to the dinner, but uh, yeah, bring the phones out and draft, have some have some drinks. Always fun. I've been in uh, the same league since 99, and I I was co-champion last year for the first time ever. I'd never won the league. Wow. It was very embarrassing. And I was co-champion because the championship was the night of the DeMar Hamlin injury and i had burrow i had a couple guys he had a couple guys we were basically tied so like it uh we ended up being co-champions because that game never finished but i'll take it right i mean i've never tasted that sweet gold so i'll i'll take a piece of it speaking of which um massive championship parade in denver today quite a scene jokic actually looked like he enjoyed his job for once yeah and and on that like I kind of get where he's coming from. Like, what if you, I don't know, what if you worked at uh, Pirate Radio in another country and you uh, won producer of the year and you're excited, but you're like, you're ready to get back home. You're ready to get back to Fayetteville, get back to Eastern North Carolina. Like, I get where he's coming from. Um, And hopefully nobody looked at that like he didn't care or doesn't love basketball or his teammates or whatever. He He wants to go home. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you can't not actually care about the sport and win a championship. Right. It doesn't come that easy. Uh, Let's see. Tyler says, will Joey do the little nitro gummy challenge with Chandler if the subscriber number gets hits? What are you willing to do for uh, content, Joey? For content. Let's see. Um, You know, as long as it's not (laughs) life-altering. All right. That's what we like to hear. Then I'm pretty pretty game. Anything short of death or life-altering, he is in. Uh, Jamie says he's finished second or third six times, never won fantasy, lost every way possible. Mm. There's a lot of luck involved. 
There is. We always feel good. In fact, my favorite part of fantasy football is July and August. Pre- talking about drafts. Oh, yeah. Like projecting. The actual draft itself is my favorite part of fantasy football. Yeah. After that, it's uh, it's all frustrating. Guys get hurt. But like in August, everybody's healthy. Yeah. Your roster looks amazing. Your starting lineup is just the way you assembled assembled it, and, and you're like, uh, I can't be stopped. And then week one, David Johnson goes down with an injury, and my whole plan is foiled. Mm. So that is, uh, that's how the cookie crumbles. Cass says, I'm ready to talk fantasy, as am I. Ready to talk real NFL, too. Uh, need to bring back our, our fan segments. Maybe we'll start that uh, tomorrow when Tony Dunn joins us in hour number four or hour number two at four o'clock on Friday. Um, Chandler, was that the biggest crowd you've ever seen at Sports Trivia last night? Seven teams, and almost each team had at least four or five people on it. I mean, a couple teams had like 15 people on it. it was... Yeah, I mean, I remember actually kind of sitting there and realizing, well, wait a second, let me just count up how many teams we have tonight. And I counted, and there were seven teams. That that trivia room there in A.J. McMurphy's was filled, and it was a really good game. By the way, for the third straight week, 100%, which is the team that I'm on, comes in first place. Y'all won by one point, and there was a three-way tie for second. It was a great game. Uh, Went down to the wire last night. Uh, But, man, it was packed out, and it was a lot of fun. So uh, you're looking for something to do this summer. Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock, AJ's. Uh, P-Mace, Patrick Mason, said he might be making an appearance coming up next week. So uh, looking forward to more trivia. Cass said, my favorite time of the year. Uh, I think August is one of the most underrated sports months of the year. Just think about it. Your The ECU Pirates are undefeated. Optimism. Mason Garcia is going to be the next. Crandall, Gerard, Blake, Carden, Ehlers. Um, Javius Bond, AAC Freshman of the Year. Rajay Harris. Don't call it a comeback. Like you've got optimism for everything. August is awesome. You, you've got your fantasy drafts. Your NFL team has not completely tanked yet. <laughs> we wait till late September for that to happen. But man, August uh, August is great. I, I love the the lead up to football season. All the previews we're going to be doing. Uh, the interviews fall camp will have will be out there at ECU practice so that is fantastic July kind of tough to get through July is when we really start to say July and early August especially NFL you don't want any news from your team that is injury and arrest season absolutely like nothing good you're gonna get excited the rest when, for the Panthers, especially last offseason. Yeah, I mean you're gonna get excited when Bryce Young throws a, a tight spiral to DJ Chark or whatever. Yeah. But really, it doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. Like only bad stuff can happen in those uh, in training camp. There's always the little hot the headlines of like you know a player talking good about a rookie or something like. That. Oh yeah, that yeah. fires you up a little bit. Yeah, but you know it's not real. Yeah. I mean that you every team is going to say that. If find somebody that says, you know, this rookie we drafted stinks, man. Yeah. How did we this guy's a phony. Why do we take this guy? Everybody's going to be looking good. Everybody's going to be feeling good. 
It's all about staying out of trouble. And every year, you have a big-time player who goes down with an ACL or something that first few days of training camp, like a, a yeah. superstar. The injury bug is bound to hit because it hasn't hit anybody thus far. Nah, it'll it'll happen in uh, in July in early August once preseason begins. Randolph says, "What's up, fellas? Good to see all at AJ's last night." Yes, sir, Randolph. Always good to see you. Uh, Chandler had to step away for a moment. Eric said, "Chandler, would you trade all of your AJ Sports trivia wins for one legitimate name that sound win?" <laughs> <laughs> good Could happen today against intern Joey. We'll see. Chad says, uh, we are having pasta before and after every game. It's a me, a Mason Garcia. That is a fifth quarter reference. And uh, we'll play some uh, classic fifth quarter clips on tomorrow's show. We did that last Friday. It was a lot of fun. So I'll have some ready to go uh, for tomorrow. Um, Oh, I do have an answer from Chandler. He said, no, he would not trade those wins. So there you go. There's your answer. All right, let's take a break. When we return, we will kick off our opponent previews. Aaron McMahon, Michigan beat writer, will join us to talk about the Wolverines. Pirates and Michigan will go at it to kick off the 2023 football season in the big house. We'll preview the Michigan Wolverines when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, Pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Time to dive in to our football previews. Jerry on YouTube, real quick, says that's familiar. Familiar, by the way, pizza of the week this week is bacon and onion. You get a large for $12. It'll feed a family. And uh, thinking about making that move either tonight or tomorrow night. So I'll be uh, driving by familiar on Fire Tower Road at some point in the next two evenings. So the Wolverines of Michigan are being looked at as a championship contender this year they have what i'm reading right now uh bet mgm the fourth highest odds to win the national championship behind georgia alabama ohio state uh so they are right up there their over under win total for 2023 is 10 and a half so if you take the over uh you need 11 wins 11 or 12 wins and you know they, they play Ohio State obviously to end the season. They got the Big Ten schedule, but you know the experts are saying this is a team that's going to go 
likely 11 and 1 at worst uh 10 and 2 at the worst so if you do bet the over on michigan uh you are counting week one as a win uh you got to have that one against ecu ecu could really spoil the party uh coming up to start the 2023 college football season let's find out uh what makes these wolverines so good and head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to aaron mcmahon from inlive.com and also the ann arbor news he joins us here today on pirate radio live aaron appreciate your time how you doing today I'm well. Afternoon. Uh, good to be with you. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, it, it is preview season, at least for us here at Pirate Radio. We're going to go through all the football opponents. We got the longtime voice of Marshall, Steve Cotton, joining us next week on the show. And we'll kick it all off today with Aaron McMahon from Ann Arbor News M Live and talk about those Michigan Wolverines Pirates going to the big house uh, week one to take on Michigan. And first of all, uh, Aaron, uh, the, the excitement level around this team in Ann Arbor. I mean, it. this is uh, one of those that it sounds like almost championship or bust heading into 2023. Is that is that kind of the expectation there for the, the fans there in Michigan? Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, I've been covering this team now since 2017, and I can't think of a season where expectations were, were any higher. Um, they, they've been high before. They've been picked to win the Big Ten championship before. But now this team's coming off, you know, back-to-back uh, Big Ten titles back-to-back playoff appearances. I think there's this feeling that they probably should have won their semifinal uh, game against TCU back in back in January or end of December, and, and it didn't happen. So I, I think they're all for blood. I mean, they got a lot of returning guys, a lot of talent on this team, and expectations are just that. I mean, Jim Harbaugh said uh, a month or so ago that you know he hasn't had a better uh, Michigan football team coming out of spring than he has this year. So I, I think everything is in the right spot for them i think the trajectory is up expectations are super high and now they've got to they've got to kind of um you know uh, bit, uh you know deliver on those Aaron McMahon joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll talk Michigan football and then get to know some of their their personnel, some X's and O's, things like that. But kind of big picture with Jim Harbaugh, Aaron, from the outside. We hear this about every coach, and we we talk about people losing their jobs as if it's nothing here in the sports world. That's just kind of how it is. Uh, but we've heard about Harbaugh in the hot seat or Harbaugh maybe exploring NFL options or things like that. You're right there in the middle of it all. You know, how real has that been over the years on both sides of it? Uh, on on the side of maybe Michigan uh, cuts bait with Harbaugh and goes a different direction or Harbaugh uh, jumps to the NFL, goes to another school, something like that. You know, how, has there been any real fire with the smoke over the years with any of that? Yeah, I mean, you could definitely cut it both ways, right? Like, I, I can remember early 2018 when Michigan brought on Shea Patterson, a quarterback, and, you know, there's talk of going to play for a national championship then, you know, and they, they kind of bottomed out at one point. And then, and then after the 2020 season, Michigan, Michigan goes two and four during the COVID year. There, Jim Harbaugh, quite frankly, was on the hot seat. There were a lot of folks here in Ann Arbor that I, I think were growing tired of him. Um, I, I think that he had won a lot of games, they had a lot of success, but they hadn't done what I think everyone wanted him to do, and that was to win a conference championship and, and take Michigan to kind of that upper echelon pinnacle of college football. He hadn't got it done. So I think his back was against the wall going into 2021, quite frankly. You know, he, he overhauled his coaching staff, brought on a new defensive coordinator, um, kind of took reins the offense a little bit more and kind of molded it more in his vision of what he, his style of play of like what he's comfortable doing. And, and that's kind of changed things. I mean, he's brought on over Michigan players to help, you know, coach, 
they've kind of gotten back to the the you know the the peak Jim Harbaugh at Stanford and maybe with the 49ers in the NFL where you know they like to run the football and that's kind of been their offensive identity the last couple of years. So yeah, I mean between all that, uh, he has you know interviewed with NFL teams now the last couple of off seasons. I think things are probably a little bit more serious two years ago than they were this past year. Nonetheless, I mean, Jim has been pretty open and honest about it all. You know, he said, yeah, there's still a desire to get back to the NFL. Um, you know, he's had a lot of success now here in college. I, I think there's that burning, um, you know, desire in him to, to potentially to win a Super Bowl. He's gotten to the pinnacle there. He wasn't able to win it. Um, and I think he sees his brother having success. And, and you know, um, given the complications of college nowadays with the transfer portal and NIL and everything else, um, I, I think you're seeing a lot of college coaches look at the NFL as, as a way to get out, you know, yeah. and get there. Now, I, I don't know if that's the case now with Jim. It's been two years now, and he hasn't gotten a job, so I don't know what the future looks like. Um, but I, I can say this. He's as happy, and I, I think I, I've seen him. He's been as, he's as optimistic as he's been since he's gotten to Michigan. Aaron McMahon joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Aaron from M Live and Ann Arbor News, and he is the beat writer for the Michigan Wolverines. And uh, one thing you, you can do to get the fan base behind you, Aaron, is uh, is beat the rival Ohio State, right? And and after all those losses in a row, to beat them back to back years and to beat them the way the Wolverines did, um, that has to have Harbaugh with a hundred percent approval rating from Michigan fans with the the two wins over Ohio State these last two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even in the good years where they, you know, they were winning nine and ten games, that was kind of their Achilles' heel. I mean, they couldn't beat the rival Ohio State, they couldn't beat the in-state rival Michigan State, and they've been able to kind of change that the last couple of years. Um, you know, I, I think the fans more more than anything wanted Michigan obviously beat Ohio State, uh, and they figure out a way to do it. You know, you can make the case that maybe Ohio State had the more talented team the last couple of years. That Michigan had the better game plan, they had the better execution, they had the better coaching staff, and I think the better team unit. And I think that was the difference. Um, they, you know, I said this countless times now, but Ohio State kind of went to that spread offense. They, we all know the, the great receivers they have. They've had some excellent quarterbacks there, um, and Michigan's been able to find a way to slow them down and kind of do something, get them uncomfortable. And that's kind of been their their mo the last couple of years. It's worked. Um, some folks wondered after 2021 if that was maybe just a, a one-off when Michigan beat them in the big house. And they, and they proved, you know, last, last November in, in Columbus that it wasn't. Um, they, they beat them on both sides of the ball, the line of scrimmage. They were, you know, their, their running game was fantastic, even when they were missing, you know, All-American running back at Blake Corum. So it certainly changed things. You've got – you went from Jim Harwell being a hot seat because of his inability to beat Ohio State and thus get to the, the Big Ten Championship – the pressure not being on Ryan Day, Columbus. Talking to Aaron McMahon, Michigan, uh, first up for the Pirates this year to kick off the 2023 season. It'll be uh, in the big house. It'll be noon, and it'll be on Peacock, Aaron. Uh, what'd you think of uh, when you saw that news come out a couple weeks ago that this game would be played on Peacock? Yeah, you know, we knew as part of the Big Ten's new TV deal, it's, I think, a seven-year, $7 billion deal, <laughs> that Peacock was involved. Um, we didn't know what to, to what degree, how many games were going to be on it. Um, you, you had a feeling some of the big-name brands would be on there, so NBC could drive subscriptions yeah. and everything else. But in a way, it makes sense. I know there's some fans here in Ann Arbor, especially the older fans that aren't maybe familiar with the whole streaming environment, obviously not happy, um, because the game certainly will sell out, and it's going to be a hot ticket no matter what. So, um, not a surprise. I mean, Michigan's obviously one of the Big Ten's biggest brands. Uh, you know, I'm sure they want to get them on there. 
Um, you know, it, it, it's it's not surprising. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how things shake out fall there. Yeah, and Aaron, if, if every Pirate fan is actually going to the game that has said they're going to the game, uh, we're going to have a lot of purple and gold uh, in the big house that day because people uh, have been planning on this one for a while, not only to, to go see the Pirates play, which ECU has a, a pretty good traveling fan base, um, but also to play in a historic stadium and to face a team that has championship uh you know, expectations this year. So um, I, I do think you'll see a, a little bit of purple and gold amongst the, the maize and blue there in September. Yeah, I mean, typically road teams, they'll bring a decent crowd. So looking forward to it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of respect here for a program like East Carolina. Uh, you know, the, M- Michigan isn't a program that tends to look down on those teams. I mean, they're going to prepare. They're going to be ready to go. And, and it, should be a, it should be a fun atmosphere, uh, you know, early September. Yeah, and Aaron, I don't know how much you have, have dove into East Carolina yet or if at all. Uh, as from our perspective, uh, I think – Everybody will tell you they'd rather have played this game last year uh, because East Carolina did lose about, uh, and I haven't crunched the exact numbers, but I'm putting it at around like 97% of their offensive production with Holden Aylers, who's uh, working out with the Seahawks right now, two 1,000-yard receivers. you got Keaton Mitchell uh, working out with the Ravens. So you've got just a, a ton of new guys on offense. really makes us nervous. It explains a little bit the 36-point the line that we're seeing out there. Michigan favored by that much. And we were talking about you coming on the show earlier this week, and I said, you know, my first question for Aaron is going to be, is there any kind of weakness uh, East Carolina can exploit on this Michigan team, this powerhouse team? So how, how about that one, Aaron. If there is one one thing that maybe Jim Harbaugh or fans are concerned about about this team, uh, what is it? If there is one, yeah, there, there are probably maybe two question marks with this team. They're they're, they're relatively deep in almost every position. They got talent, a lot of returning starters, pretty much everywhere. However, you know the passing game will be a question. Um, you know, everyone likes to talk about JJ McCarthy, the starting quarterback. He's great. Problem is Michigan doesn't have a ton of weapons for them. They haven't really had that the last couple of years. Those 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 all Big Ten, all American caliber receivers. They just don't have them. Um, they do have a returning receiver in Cornelius Johnson, who will be their number one. He had a very good game uh, last year against Ohio State. He was, um, you know, he was big in certain moments, but he wasn't consistent. Didn't put together on a week to week basis. Um, so the, I think the lack of depth in the run game is is probably an area where you know, in a way, opponents can shut Michigan down if you can force them to run the football. And make them more dimensional. I think is your best chance. Now, I'm, I'm not going to. That's not to say East Carolina can stop them. That's a different story on the ground. But I, I do think Michigan's passing game um, isn't as, as explosive as maybe one may think up from the outside. Uh, and then defensively, the one question mark is that quarterback. Um, they've got one starter returning, Will Johnson. He was a he was all Big Ten as, as a freshman last year. He's going to be good. He's he's great. But they don't know who the other starter is going to be on the opposite side of the ball. They've got a lot of guys that are um, uh, inexperienced. A lot of guys, they, in fact, they had to move over a receiver to cornerback this spring to kind of, and they think he's going to be the starter. He didn't look too great in the spring game. I think he's still got some coming along to do. Um, so there's there's really some, I think, nervousness at that second cornerback spot um, to the point that they even had to bring in a grad transfer just uh, about a week ago from UMass to fill that role. So uncertainty at quarter, lack of depth at receiver, those are probably two of the, two of the areas I could see you know East Carolina want, trying to at least exploit. How about the flip side of that, Aaron, with a team with not a lot of weaknesses, um, a team that's uh, going to be preseason top five, top three, whatever they are. What are the the strengths? What what, what are you basically counting on every week, Michigan doing well on the football field? 
Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what the, the last couple of years in Michigan's offensive identity. They're, they're deep and they're talented and experienced up front of the offensive line. I mean, you've got, you've got two starting guards who were all Big Ten guys last year. Uh, they brought in three grad transfers, uh, all of whom had started at, at their previous uh, institution. They're expected to jump in and, and, and start right away. And then you've got two of their, 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 their key running backs back. Blake Corum, who, if he had not gotten hurt, uh, in the in the second to last week last year, probably would have been a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Uh, rushed for 1,400 yards, uh, had a, had a monster season last year. And then his his comrade Donovan Edwards, again he he played injured most of the year. He still almost rushed for a thousand yards. Uh, Michigan's bread and butter is running the football. I expect them to do it again this year. Um, so running the ball specifically, they, they've always been deep at tight end. Um, they like to use those obviously in the passing game and their and and you know and blocking. Um, they got a, a stud coming back in Colston Loveland. He, he kind of broke out last year's again as a true freshman. Uh, they brought on a grad transfer at tight end from Indiana and AJ Barter, another uh, weapon maybe in the passing game. I expect them to use. So the, the running game is going to be their bread and butter. I expect them to get Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum significant carries. They could use choose to use Donovan Edwards in the passing game as well. Um, but that's kind of where Michigan's offense starts and, and, and finishes. Talking to Aaron McMahon on the Pirate Radio Live Line as we preview Michigan uh, football 2023 and uh, East Carolina UNLV Bowling Green in the non-conference schedule for Michigan this year. And um, about the, the, the and I've talked to folks from Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, uh, Aaron, as they leave the American Athletic Conference and head to the Big 12 and, and recently talked to somebody from Oklahoma uh, ahead of ECU and Oklahoma's baseball matchup in the, the Charlottesville Regional in the NCAA Tournament. So I've kind of got their perspectives on moving conferences, what it's going to be like. How about uh, the Big Ten welcoming in those California schools and, and how how funky is that? I mean, it's going to take a while to get used to. It's obviously going to raise the profile even more if that's even possible uh, for what the Big Ten has done. But what's the uh, the chatter amongst the fans, the folks around there when it comes to, to USC and, and UCLA? Yeah, when it was first announced, I think there was, there was a bit of a surprise. I mean, no one really saw it coming. There were no leaks when it was kind of first uh, unveiled last summer. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was a bit of a shock. But I think when you when after the, the dust settled and I think folks realized what was going on, I think it made a lot of sense. I mean, the Big Ten has moved into the, the as you guys know, the, the D.C. And, and then the New York City market by adding recently, you know, Maryland Rutgers, you know, about 10 years ago. So for them to go out, out west to Los Angeles, I think made sense. Um, there is some historical, you know, matchups between Michigan and USC in the past, Ohio State, USC. So it created um, some some bigger matchups. It, it obviously for you know it created opportunity for uh, the Big Ten from a from a TV standpoint to get the Los Angeles TV market. Um, so that kind of puts the Big Ten in basically the three biggest in the country in New York, Chicago, and and LA. So business wise, it made total sense. Um, it, it, and where things are headed, clearly with college football from an expansion standpoint, I think the Big Ten felt the need to to kind of keep up with the SEC and with the SEC recently having obviously Texas and Oklahoma. So um, I think it was by necessity. I, I think it made sense for all parties involved. I know UCLA's athletic department was struggling financially for a while. So I think the infusion in cash helps. Um, I think if you ask some of the traditionalists in the conference, I know Jim Harbaugh, in fact, was asked about it last summer and I don't think he was a big fan of it, yeah. but at the end of the day, I mean, obviously they don't make the decisions. It's up to the uh, the school presidents and the conference and the athletic directors, obviously. 
Aaron McMahon joining us, Ann Arbor News, M Live, as we get ready for another football season. East Carolina and Michigan will go at it week one in the big house and uh, going to be quite a scene there as the Pirates travel to Michigan for the first time ever. Uh, Aaron, uh, been great chatting with you today. Any uh, any uh, big news this offseason for Michigan when it comes to transfers? Uh, anything happened in spring ball that uh, was eye-opening or is it all just kind of the calm before the storm here? Uh, with Michigan right now? Yeah, nothing earth-shattering. I mean, Michigan actually went through spring with a lot of injuries, a lot of guys banged up, a lot of guys kind of healing from the, the end of the, the offseason. So we didn't glean it too much from the spring. Um, I just, you know, we expect a deep team. This is going to be a deep, talented team, really on both sides of the ball. I expect teams to have a difficult time stopping the run and and in and, and, and Michigan, uh, in running against Michigan. So they got a lot of talent guys. They got some guys, and, and this is from a program that, that lost, you know, really seven or eight guys to the NFL last year. Um, Jim, Jim Harbaugh has a program rolling right now. Uh, it's a well-oiled machine, a lot of depth, a lot of talent. Uh, and I'm expecting, uh, you know, this team to certainly compete for national championship in the fall. Aaron, for uh, folks that want more Michigan news, get to know the opponent more, uh, where can they go to, to see your work and uh, read what you got going on? Yeah, we're at MLive.com slash Wolverines. Um, it's M-L-I-V-E.com. Uh, we cover Michigan head-to-toe all season long uh, with local uh, authority on, on the program. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron McMahon. Aaron spelled A-A-R-O-N. And McMahon is M-C-M-A-N-N. Good stuff. Enjoyed the chat, Aaron, and uh, we'll try to track you down again as we get closer to kickoff that, that week of the game. And I'll wrap it up with this, Aaron. We've talked about the Michigan perspective on things. Uh, and I see on your, your bio uh, on Twitter, you're a Central Michigan grad. Um, any What, if anything, comes to mind when you hear East Carolina? I mean, do you think of, do you know any players? Do you, I don't know, pirate lore? Uh, what, what if anything, hits, uh, hits the brain when East Carolina is said to you? Yeah, you know, I've watched some handful of their games the last couple of years. I mean, it seemed like they had a kind of a high octane. They like to score a lot of points. It was a high octane offense. I think that's kind of what Michigan's expecting. No, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but, um, you know, it's a program I'm, I'm familiar with. I mean, I've seen their games before. Um, and, and as I said before, I, I think Michigan isn't going to take any little program lightly. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a Michigan program. Keep in mind that lost to Appalachian State. Back in back in 2007, they've lost to Toledo. They've had their share of upsets, so I think they've learned their lesson. Uh, and I, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to have his, his team motivated and, and ready to go in September. Uh, App State has been set quite a bit around here since this game was announced. Uh, we're we're holding on to that hope, Aaron. That that's about all we got right now. That uh, the uh, the Pirates can do what the Mountaineers did all those years ago. Aaron, uh, great chatting with you, man. We'll uh, we'll keep in touch and uh, hopefully get you on down the road again, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Aaron McMahon talking Michigan football today on Pirate Radio Live. The Big Bad Wolverines ready for a championship run. Uh, Jerry says pretty similar Michigan team that App State beat. Um, let's see. Two, let's see if I can find the 2007 preseason college football poll. I believe they were top 10, right? Um but uh, I got to find a preseason poll. Preseason 2007, you had number one at USC, LSU, West Virginia, Texas, Michigan, number five preseason. Uh, that team that lost to App State. So, been done before. Uh, upsets happen. Let's look at the largest spread upsets in college football. 
because 36 is a pretty big number uh let's see action network's got some for us howard was a 45 and a half point dog when they won at unlv in 2017 that gives us some hope stanford a 40 and a half point dog at usc in 2007 cuse plus 37 at louisville knocked off the cardinals 38 35 also in 2007 2007 was a wacky year uh overall temple similar spread 35 and a half one at in blacksburg at virginia tech in 1998 as a 35 and a half point dog 28 to 24 so uh yeah it's been done before been done several times uh let's add uh, app state by the way believe it or not ecu a bigger underdog than app state was back in 2007 the mountaineers were 33 point dogs when they went in there and won 34 to 32 in the big house september 1st 2007 once again we need to do a whole show on 2007 uh the college football season because it it was a crazy one all right let's take a break when we return we'll wrap up hour number one got the big man on campus jeff nadu coming up at four o'clock where we will keep the college football talk going we'll talk a little ecu and also preview the acc with the big man got that coming up hour number two also name that sound intern joey versus chandler head to head Hour three, Pirate Legends, Marcus Crandall and Lester Lyons. Big Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live rolls on after this. You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, wrapping up hour number one. Ricky Fowler on top of the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard, presented by Dub Buck. Out at the U.S. Open. He just hit a shot from the sand beside a bridge, which is not where you want to be, but he did put it back into the fairway. So he has a one-shot lead over Xander Shoffley. Scotty Scheffler, three shots back. By the way, drove to Virginia during the break, and I took Scheffler to win the tournament. So that is my guy that I'm following uh, throughout today and the weekend. Um, I really like seeing our our viewers, our listeners talk about the great advertisers we have here at Pirate Radio, the great establishments, the great restaurants. Jerry mentioned uh, Familia earlier. Eric mentioned tiebreakers. But sneaky Eric. Eric mentioned tiebreakers just to set up a joke. Um, although his statement is true, the thing that 
Eric does that I really enjoy with these dumb jokes. Sometimes the setup is better than the punchline because I he I always get got. I think he's saying a sincere line when really he's setting up a joke. Shirley, are you ready for this one? No, not really, but go for it. I don't know if I can ever get you ready for this one. Oh, no. He says, tiebreakers has a phenomenal salad with grilled chicken, which I thought was him being sincere. And he may be being sincere. Uh, Mike Mullis has uh, talked a lot about the great lunch salad at tiebreakers. He says, tiebreakers has a phenomenal salad with grilled chicken. He said, there's nothing I love more than breast in plants. I mean, again, I think the setup's better. You are terrible. Better than the punchline, but I appreciate it mostly because was uh, that supposed to be funny? I, I, I guess it was. Uh, intern Joel, you're kind of turning into our judge here. You did it yesterday with the draft, um, and I'm going to ask you to judge that joke. Tiebreakers has a phenomenal salad with grilled chicken. There's nothing I love more than breast in plants. How do you feel? Uh, I'm 100% sure that man is a father. Uh, that is, that <laughs> yeah. is a dad joke. He has got the uh, New Balances, the white New Balances on right now. It's me. <laughs> yeah. It's me. The gray and blue accent. Eric's the problem? Huh? Is Eric the problem? Who, who told the joke? That would be Eric. Yes. All right. He's the problem. Eric, I appreciate him. We, we love your somewhat awful dad jokes that you provide to us every day here on pirate especially when you can incorporate a sponsor to it in fact i'm going to challenge you to do more of that if you can incorporate sponsors into your dad jokes uh that gets top priority i'll interrupt an interview uh to to read that to the audience um jamie and and i agree with jamie he says by the setups eric proves that he's writing these himself that's admirable I, I don't know if he's writing the whole thing himself. He's probably seeing something and then doing a little spinoff on his own. I, either way, I appreciate it. Pretty good, Eric. Not bad. Not bad at all. Let's take a break. When we return, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, returns to Pirate Radio Live. We will talk ECU football. We'll preview the ACC and have more for you on Pirate Radio Live when we return back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years, and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Ricky Fowler, birdies to go minus eight. 
and he is so i'm not a huge golf fan but i know enough i know i know ricky fowler as the guy who wears bright outrageous colors and big colorful hats and uh he may maybe he's toned it down over the years but i also know he he's considered like one of the best not to ever win a major right at least as far as current golfers go uh he has finished second in the masters tied for second u.s open tied for second uh british open tied for third pga championship looking for his first major win right now he has a two-shot lead on day one as they play out in los angeles so we'll keep you up to date on that and everything else going on in the world of sports we'll get a quick o's update o's win four to two so they win their series over the blue jays baltimore uh once again dominating toronto they went to toronto got a sweep earlier this year they win a series here midweek with the blue jays at camden yards the phillies have a one nothing lead over the diamondbacks and they have the bases loaded in the second inning and the rays an early two nothing lead over the a's as they play in the second inning those scores on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line i haven't talked to jeff nadu the big man on campus in a while he joins us here today to talk some college football looking forward to it big man how you doing doing good clip it always means when we start talking and you know it's a bit early but you know once you kind of get into the summer you know it, it kind of flies by so you gotta gotta get started early no doubt and uh and, and excited to talk some football with you today and jeff uh, a lot has changed for you I, I know since we last had you on pirate radio in fact uh just earlier this week you're on with uh coach jb talking to baby gronk's dad i mean what a life you live jeff you never know who you'll be talking to and what you'll be doing right uh, yeah you never do <laughs> I, I think so the next couple of years it will, will be much more kind of kind of uniform you know I, I i went through some chapters in my life i had to try them out and you know now i'm kind of back you know where i belong i think and uh you know just back doing what i enjoy doing and you know moving around you know i do your show i do other shows and you know, Coach and I have really developed a, a relationship, a friendship, and, and you know, we kind of have a good relationship as far as on the air. So, yeah, it's cool to fill in occasionally. And, look, bringing in someone like that to speak to, look, I mean, I think for what you do, you have to kind of go where, where the stories are and yeah. at, in, in, in the news right now. No doubt. Jeff Nadeau joining us, the big man on campus. And today we're going to preview the ACC and then look at the 2023 football season. But Jeff, I always like to bring a little East Carolina in the mix with you and uh, seen some lines come out for week one. And East Carolina is in the big house and uh, a 36 uh, beside Michigan's name. Pirates, huge underdogs. And I went back and looked at, at what Michigan did last year in the non-conference. They just destroyed people. They won every game by like 50 points. So that explains that number some. Also, the loss of Hull Nailers, Keaton Mitchell, Isaiah Winstead, C.J. Johnson, all the production offensively explains that number as well. But I don't know. any. How about any early thoughts on Michigan and, and any thoughts on that huge number for ECU Michigan? Yeah, I've kind of said, I mean, I think this is, for first time in a long time, one of the more open years in college football. I mean, you have, I'm not, I mean, I guess you would say Georgia going into the season is your number one, but I mean, they have question marks, new quarterback, you know, you never know, but I have Michigan number two. I, I think they're surely the projected uh, team over Ohio State, and look, that number's high for a reason. I mean, there, there's a lot of people to replace on this ECU team, as you know. I mean, you led with old Naylor's. Keith Mitchell, 
Um, you also have to look at the defensive side of the football. Malik Fleming, who was you know one of the best best corners and defense player this team had, is gone. Um, you know, th- this is going to be a team that's going to have some real uphill battles. I mean, you figure last year, and that'd be a, a fine number to take. I mean, it wouldn't be as high as it was you know last year, but. Yeah, I have some real question marks. And as you said, Michigan is dominant in a non-conference. Um, that's another team with a very simple schedule this year. 36 a lot. I mean, I'll be interested to see if that goes up more than 40 or, or drop more towards 35. I, I think I think ECU is going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball. And, and Michigan is really good. Yeah, and then while we're uh, – before we dive into the ACC, Jeff, just uh, have you you dove into any other conferences? And I asked because Marshall and App State on the non-conference schedule for East Carolina this year. We'll get Marshall here in Greenville. We'll go to Boone to take on App State. Um, any any thoughts on those two teams as we sit here in, in mid-June? Yeah, I mean, when you're looking into – that's always a good conference. I mean, obviously it's always App State. Marshall just recently – Kind of entered into that uh, kind of kind of group as well. I mean, they're always good quarterback play. South Alabama was strong last year. Um, you know, Louisiana Lafayette can obviously lose Billy Napier, and, and you know they'll find their way back at some point. Um, yeah, look, I, I think to be fair, Clip, and I'm just going to be honest. You know, I'm always uh, you know kind of steadfast in my opinion. I, I think UCU is going to have a, a, a concerning year. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to surprise anybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many wins there are here uh, on this schedule. You know, obviously moving to, um, you know, you're going to play Charlotte. They kind of come in. I mean, UTSA is always good under Jeff Traylor. Yeah, we got to go there. That, yeah. Yeah, Tulane was terrific. They obviously won't be as good, but they'll still be solid. You know, at FAU, that that's tough. Um, there's not a lot of layups in this schedule. You know, even Gardner-Webb. I mean, Gardner-Webb is generally a team, and FCS is pretty good. Um, you know, so this is not an easy schedule by any means. You do avoid like you know Houston and Memphis and and, and groups like that, but there's still a lot of tough uh, spots in the schedule. Talking to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll talk a little bit of ECU every time he joins us here on the show as we break down these conferences. But let's dive in to the ACC. And uh, one thing you'll notice about the ACC this year when you look at the standings, they have done away with the divisions, Jeff. So no more Atlantic and no more Coastal in the ACC. Kind of hilarious and kind of hard to believe that all those years ago when they set up these divisions, they did it so Miami and Florida State were on opposite sides so they could meet in the championship and the ACC could have their big money championship game at the end of every year. And those teams never met in the championship. Kind of comical when you think about it that way. Yeah, it is. Uh, and obviously this year, just going to go with the two best teams. Yeah. Um, you know, and look, for, for long periods of time, I mean, Clemson has led the the roost in this conference, but you know, not recently. I mean, I, you know, they've been, you know, really solid, but you know, you look at Dabo's team coming into this season, I don't have them as the number one team either. I mean, you obviously move on from Ulagalele, but you know, Kate Klubnik coming back, I think a lot of people are excited about him in his first year to get Will Shipley back. But to me, look, the best team in this conference coming into the season is um, Mark, Mike Norvell and, and what he's done down at Florida state. I mean, He's just kind of every year gotten better. Um, you look at this offense coming back. I mean, they bring back Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman. Um, you know, they bring back Jordan Travis, the quarterback. You know, this offensive line's been better. And you look at what they did defensively last year. I mean, they only gave up 20 and a half points a game, which is a far cry from where they were a year or two before that. They bring back, uh, you know, some really solid kids like Jared Verse, the All-American to me. 
you know, they bring in some transfers that, that are already going to help uh, the secondary that's good. You know, up front, obviously you have to win in the trenches. You Can they get to the quarterback? But I think they're the best team going into the season in the ACC. I don't think that's really, to me, a question until we know what Clay Kublik will be. And you look at the numbers, Jeff, Florida State uh, is the favorite uh, at the books, it appears, with Clemson kind of right there with them and just a little behind. And then there's a major drop-off to the other schools, North Carolina, Louisville, and whoever you want to go down the list. It's almost like a battle for uh, number one between Florida State and Clemson, and then kind of some afterthoughts. So I'll go ahead and start it here, and we'll go through some over-unders and who you like and things like that. Uh, who is the best team not named Florida State and Clemson in the ACC in 2023, in your opinion? I would go North Carolina. I think, you know, I'll say this. College football, the NFL, it comes down to the trenches. If, if you're good in the trenches, you will win games. Um, they have probably, I think it's, it's surely they have the best quarterback in this, this, this uh, conference. I think offensively, they'll be as good as it gets. I think defensively, I mean, there's only one way to go but up. I mean, they gave up 31 points a game last year, but they bring in Gene Chizik. I think they bring back eight or nine starters. They've got some really good kids coming in on the defensive side. And you also look at the offensive line. They give up 40 sacks last year. That's too many. Um, they went out and really addressed that. They bring in two transfers, one from Kent and one from Georgia Tech. We have to hope that uh, will kind of figure in helping them a bit. I mean, again, on defense and on the offensive line, there's not many ways to go but up. It can't be much worse. With Drake May, I, I, I think you know he's surely the best quarterback in this conference. I don't believe in you know necessarily that Tyler Van Dyke and Miami will make a huge run. I'm not going to say that you know Riley Leonard and Duke. I think they'll be solid, but I don't think any of these teams are better than North Carolina. Yeah, Duke, one of the biggest surprises last year and what they were able to do. And uh, how about NC State? You mentioned the uh, two of the triangle schools. How about the Wolfpack? Jeff, I always bring them up, and they're kind of just there. Uh, nothing spectacular, certainly not awful. And Dave Doran has been able to, to to keep his job there by winning, you know, eight, nine games and kind of just puttering along. And is that they're kind of upper middle of the pack when it, when it comes to the gambling odds this year. Is that what you see from them? Another pretty solid team for NC State, but, but not spectacular? Yeah, I think that's kind of what they are. I think if I'll take a flyer on a team, it would be them. I, I think, you know, Brennan Armstrong is their new quarterback. Oh, yeah, from Virginia. Um, they also bring in the coordinator, Robert Anai, who, you know, look, last year they were, were, were bad, but the year before when he was at Virginia, uh, they were really good offense. Yeah. Uh, so I think if, if you can kind of develop some, some talent on, on the outside there, I mean, he can, he can wing the football around. Um, you know, the question for them is, can they actually take the step and be a top three team there and, and, and or challenge to win the conference? I will say, I think it's a pretty open conference. I mean, I think Florida State's the best team. I don't know if it's significantly better. Um, but, yeah, if I'm going to take a, a shot with a team, let's say at sixth or, or, or lower, um, yeah, it'd probably be them. Um, you know, Maybe you take a look at, at Pitt as well. They also bring in – and it's, it's funny how this conference works because a lot of the quarterbacks just move to different teams in the same conference. So, Brennan Armstrong goes from Virginia to NC State. You also look at Boston College, their quarterback – Bill Jerkovich goes to Pittsburgh. Now, huh. Jerkovich, a lot of people said two years ago before he had a, a hand injury, he was possibly the next good quarterback to go to the NFL. It, it, it hasn't worked. He's in his final year. 
Um, and, you know, he has a new team. They lose a lot of talent as well. Kaja Kansi, losing kids offensively as well. We'll see if Djurkovic can kind of emerge and finish his career, you know, on the right foot. I don't know. Um, but outside of that, I, I'm not really looking to go too deep. Um, you know, th- this is pretty three or four team league thing. Jeff Nadeau breaking it down, talking ACC football here on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, looking at win totals, I'm seeing, and this is from an article, and and I guess you can go shopping for these totals maybe, big man, but this was back in May, and it was DraftKings had Florida State at 10, and that is a, a rich number when you look at the schedule. I mean, they open up with LSU. Uh, They also have Southern Miss in the non-conference and, of course, Florida uh, in the non-conference. North Alabama closing out their non-conference slate. In league play, they do have Clemson, and that game is on the road. Uh, And then you're not not a fan of of most of these other ACC teams, but Miami is a rivalry game. They go to Wake Forest. Uh, Virginia Tech is at home. So, I don't know. You like this Florida State team. Do you like them enough to say they'll go 11-1 this year? Uh, well, here's the issue. Uh, I mean, I have them pegged for eight wins automatically. That first game at, against LSU at home, or I guess it's a neutral site, th- that's a huge game. Yeah. I love LSU as well. I think they're a really upstart team. That's a great game. If, if they can find a way to win that game, I would probably lean on them to get to probably ten games. Ten's a rough number, though. I, yeah. I would I mean, nine and a half would be better. But you look at the fact, you got to go to Clemson. You know, you got to go to Death Valley. you got to go to Florida. You know, in a rivalry game, um, you know you, you gotta you gotta play Miami. I would lean on lean over. I think they probably get to eleven. I think they're probably a favorite in all the games I just mentioned. Maybe outside of I don't know, maybe Clemson. Probably, but I think out of that, they're, they're probably a favorite in all those games. I, again, I, Florida's not going to be as good. Yeah, I, I would lean over. It's it's not a great number. I think they'd probably fall on 10, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I think they're probably a favorite. And the two games that's going to come down to are probably that game one and then game four at Clemson. Because you'll know what Kay Klubman game is probably by that point. Yeah. And that's, you know, kind of a tough spot in the schedule. On the flip side of that, Jeff, the lowest number I see for the ACC this year as far as win totals is Virginia. And you talk about Brendan Armstrong transferring from there, who uh, they were high-powered a couple years ago, really fell off last year. They're at a three-and-a-half, and and I'm looking at their schedule saying, all right, can they win four games? And they've got Tennessee in the non-conference. James Madison, always a tough FCS school, um, is uh, another non-conference opponent. They also play Maryland in the non-con. And they've got um, some, you know, the ACC schedule as well. So three and a half for Virginia. I know, Jeff, you like to take some uh, some like one and a half twos in the past, whether it be like UConn or UMass. I know you've, you've made some money taking some bad teams like that, maybe Kansas uh, a couple years ago or something. So how about Virginia at three and a half? Yeah, I mean, I, I will say out of the gate, I think when you're looking at this group from a betting standpoint, I think this is a great under team all season. I, I actually think if they have a strength, it's defensively. Mm. Um, they, they bring back, I think, seven starters. It's actually a decent defense. Um, I, I think they're going to have major issues moving the football. I mean, they only averaged 17 points a game last year. I, I think they got over 31 time, and that was against William and Mary or somebody. The quarterback issues are going to be concerning. I mean, 
the, the battles between a guy called Jay Woolfolk and a, and a transfer from Monmouth, I mean, that kind of shows you where they are. I think on this schedule, I mean, you have one probably auto win, and that's William & Mary. But other than that, I mean, you got to go to Tennessee week one. That's brutal. you got to play James Madison, who is really good in the same state. That's a bit of those. That's one of those I'll be looking to grab JMU as kind of the in-state uh, little brother team. Got to go to Maryland. That's not going to be easy. It's a tough schedule here. Now, I will say, I mean, Georgia Tech, I mean, that's winnable. BC's winnable. I think they're probably a three-win team. Virginia Tech's winnable as well, rivalry game. The game, will, the, the schedule will probably come down to them winning that game, rivalry yeah. game at home. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't I don't have much on that one. That's a pretty good number. If it was four and a half, I'd probably be real interested. But three and a half, I'd lean under because I don't believe that they'll actually win those three games. Um, but it's not real valuable to me. Jeff, before we uh, wrap up ACC talk, uh, any other thoughts on, uh, on this year's ACC outlook with – Win totals, teams you like. Uh, how about players? You've talked about Drake May and some other individuals, but who are uh, some of the, the future stars uh, playing for, for these schools this year you're looking at? Yeah, I'll be interested in seeing kind of what Louisville does. And that's an interesting team. I mean, they have a pretty good schedule. They don't got to play Florida State. They don't got to play North Carolina or Clemson. You bring in Jeff Brom, who I loved at West Kentucky. I loved them at Purdue, and I love them. Uh, at Louisville, I, I think this is a great hire. You know, we talk all the time about hires. Um, you know who will who will kind of lead the way there. You know, you look at this team um, defensively. I mean, uh, you know, we're pretty good last year. Quite honestly, bring back a lot. Um, you know, they do lose some guys. Bring back a lot. I, I think they're going to be an interesting team. We'll see what Jack Plummer, the the Cal transfer, looks like there. Um, but but Louisville's an interesting team. They, they always kind of find a guy that they kind of find success there, um, you know, whether it be, you know, the Lamar Jacksons or Malik Cunningham's. We'll see what Jack Plummer is, you know, because that, that offense at Cal is a mess. Uh, he should really enjoy this offense. And I mentioned him before, Phil Jerkovich. I, I think he's a guy who has the talent. He's just never really matriculated. We know Kenny Pickett had success at Pitt. We know that Pat Narduzzi's done a pretty decent job with some of these guys there. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's a guy to kind of keep an eye on, a couple of guys to keep an eye on. I will also say we always seem to find someone at North Carolina. Josh Downs was a great player there. Um, they've had, you know, some great players there over the years in that offense. So I'll be interested in seeing kind of who Drake May kind of finds as his top target. Uh, that, that's going to be an interesting team as well, as I said. Jeff, uh, awesome talking football with you. Gets me fired up. Got uh, one more thing for you before we let you go. NBA draft coming up next week. Um, as a Hornets fan, who who should I want at number two? Is it Scoot uh, or is it um, Brandon Miller from Alabama? Who, who do the Hornets get at number two? Who, uh, who should I be most excited about? Uh, well, you know, I think you have to be excited if I would want Brandon Miller personally. Um, now, look, we we're not going to get down the the off the court stuff. We, we we know that happened, and we're not going to deal with it much anymore. But I, I kind of look at kind of the you know where they are with with you know kind of the Lamelo Ball and and everything there. That that kind of is is interesting to think about with him and Lamelo Ball in that kind of run running the court. You know, we've talked about that over the years. I, I would want Lamelo Ball personally. Um, I, you know. I'm not gonna, you know. I like Scoot Anderson, Henderson, but give me, give me, give me Brandon Miller. All right. I, I obviously would want Victor Webanyama, but 
it would be Brandon Miller. No doubt. Uh, Jeff Nadeau joining us. Big man, uh, what you got going on? We need to know about. Uh, uh, sit down podcast. What else uh, yeah, just, you got? Just, just continuing to grow. You know, this kind of that time in the, the schedule where, you know, you're not real close to football, but you're close. Um, just looking forward to getting my ducks in a row. Um, I continue to do the show that I have to sit down. But other than that, I'm, I'm getting my ducks in a row for football, uh, preparing. You know, basketball will be back before we know it. And, and nowadays, Cliff, you got to, this is a 24, 365 business. You got to understand, you know, the transfer market. I mean, 20% of the, the kids were in the portal this year. So there's a lot to keep an eye on. It's just doing, doing work in my lab here. I'm in my new house. So I'm kind of just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, doing work and, and, and trying to stay busy during the day with, with several things I'm doing. Good stuff. I uh, enjoyed the chat. Got me fired up for some football, Jeff, and uh, we'll keep it rolling. Uh, let's just uh, knock out another preview next week. I look forward to it. Thanks, Cliff. All right, getting back in the swing of things. It's uh, football preview season and great to chat with the big man on campus. We'll run down the conferences uh, each week here on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, and he sent me a text earlier this week, said, hey, let's talk ACC. I said, all right, so we'll see uh, what he's got planned for next week. Maybe some SEC, some Big 12, some Big 10, and uh, we'll go down to the American as well because it is pretty interesting. Let me look at the American um, odds for 2023. Who is it? UTSA, Tulane. Uh, the favorite, according to Vegas Insider, is Tulane, followed by SMU and then UTSA. UTSA and SMU kind of even there at second. I don't like Tulane to repeat this year, and I'm just basing that off watching sports my entire life. And I, You have a great season, but can you sustain it? Uh, they did their part by keeping Willie Fritz there, of course. But I don't think Tulane repeats as the champion this year. I don't trust. If I'm picking, I'm going to go UTSA to come in and win it uh, in their first year in the American. Uh, Their coach coming back and trailer. I would take them and their odds at plus 400, plus 430, depending on where you look. Uh, So here's the order uh, of odds to win the American in 2023. According to, I'll just go by FanDuel. So Tulane is the favorite at plus 200, followed by SMU and UTSA. They're pretty similar in price. Memphis fourth, FAU fifth, and then there's a major drop off where you get to North Texas, East Carolina, uh, followed by Navy, Temple, Tulsa, South Florida, UAB, Rice, and then Charlotte is at the bottom. So that's kind of the order as far as the odds go. We'll have, I guess, media days coming up soon, and the uh, the media will pick their poll and everything, and we'll uh, we'll find out where East Carolina is slated there. But East Carolina right now, odds-wise, right in the middle of the pack, pretty much. Kind of on the right side of the middle, but still middle of the pack behind Tulane, SMU, UTSA, Memphis, FAU, and North Texas. All right, let's take a break. When we return, name that sound. The Chan Man is back. So we'll have Chandler Honeycutt versus Intern Jelly coming up. What a battle. And, uh, oh, I got a lot of catching up to do on the uh, YouTube chat as well. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. 
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store Experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Got a uh, message from our buddy, normal Thursday guest during the baseball season, Brandon Manning. Our Farm Bureau Insurance, ECU Superstitious Report. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. Superstitious beers. He is in London Town. London, going to check out the MLB Europe Stadium. He said, oh, so he's across the pond. He said, be back next week. So, uh, Brandon Manning checking in with us. And uh, we will talk some College World Series and Pirate Baseball, MLB, and more when he returns and get a recap of his trip uh, overseas. He is the real Greek freak. He was in Greece earlier this week. Chandler Honeycutt's back. Hey, Chandler. Hey, Clipper. How you doing? Good. Thank you for Joey, asking. how you doing? doing Shirley, well, how you doing? doing well. uh, I'm doing good. Uh, one, one gripe with that. You got to let people answer before you ask the next person. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I apologize. No, I, I, you're taking this the wrong way. I, do you do you agree with yeah, what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I made a mistake. A, just a common courtesy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Do you apologize to them or? I just said it. Sorry, I apologize. You were looking at me though. To anybody that I offended? No, no, no. All right, I'm sorry. I got another gripe. <laughs> that is a terrible apology. When you say I'm sorry to anyone I offended, that is such a I don't care if I offended you. You got to clean that up. <laughs> Joey, I'm sorry. Hey, apology accepted. Shirley, I'm sorry. Sure. All right. Let me do this again. You, you Joey, got, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Shirley, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Chan. Man, I've got one more tiny gripe. I love what you did there. Pretty good. But I have one more tiny. You, you apologized to them, which was nice. It was great. Do you got one more for me, though? For the set, you apologized to me the first time. Do you have one for the second time? To apologize to you? Yeah. For what? <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like you gave them individual apologies. What, and what I'd be apologizing to you for? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just wondered if you had one for me in the left in the tank. You know what? Left in the chamber. I'm sure I owe you some apologies. Yeah. So I'll just say I'm sorry. Apology accepted. All right, we're good. See, I would have, I would have said something like, "I'm sure I owe you an apology, but you ain't getting it today." And <laughs> hey, you know what, Chandler? I'm gonna go ahead and apologize to you. I'm sorry. Po- apology accepted, my friend. All right. See, that's how it, that's how it works. You know, there's been several examples on this show where me and you have gotten to some bouts, and in the matter of ten seconds, if you were to go use the bathroom and come back, we're best friends again. Yeah, yeah. Because we just squashed the beef. Everybody wants to continue the beef nowadays. They don't want to, you know, be grown men, grown women, and squash the beef and just go on with their lives. Correct. They want to just continue it on, not me and him. We, yeah. we set an example of gr- being great human beings. Young Joey, I hope you're taking notes. 
I am. I am. <laughs> I got my notepad. My pen and <laughs> all right. Um, Jamie says I'm trying to psych out Chandler. That is not true at all. We're we're giving life lessons here. Uh, that, that's all we're doing. And I believe Joey, you might have a uh, family member in the chat rooting you on. So is that so? Yeah. Um, what's your last name? Camano. Camano. <laughs> We've got a. Uh, joe ed oh that's pops right yeah there, pops yeah. Is, is hanging out uh and is your joey uh j-o-w-i yes it is that oh is, i didn't know I never that. knew that yeah i you never asked so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that is it cool it's like jolly. a little different a little different very Shout cool to godfather for that one all right so chandler has his uh cheering section joey's got fans <laughs> in the chat and uh shirley hit the music let's play Come on in, sit right down, take a guess, and name that sound, turn that frown upside down, because it's time for Name That Sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you, thank you, and welcome in to yet another edition of Name That Sound. We're going to do it a little different this week, as uh, Clip is going to take the week off, and it's going to be Chandler going head-to-head with intern Joey. So we're going to see who is quick on the draw. Yes, Clip? May I say something to young Joey? Sure. Joey, this is a game of knowledge, but even more than that, a game of speed. Your brain has to be firing. <coughs> you got to get it in quick. Chandler has known many sounds, so, and he's not known many, but he's known some, <laughs> but has not had the speed to get it in. So don't wait. Don't. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Don't be patient. This is one game where you got to force your way in. Don't wait for nobody. Do we got a buzzer? Do we just blur no, it out? No, just you your, it out. your okay. voice. Let gotcha. your voice be heard quickly sounds so, good sounds good just wanted to, to chandler you know the deal i just wanted to pass that along to make it an even playing field yeah all right and i do want to say good luck to joey good luck to you as well it's very so. nice very very kind of you all right gentlemen are we ready to play yes oh, yeah. ma'am all right here we go here's your first sound i don't want them to gain another yard you blitz all night friday night lights incorrect friday night, that's uh, uh remember the titans <clears throat> you are correct sir Okay. Joey, warming up. We're warming up. We're warming can up. I, can I, can sure, I give young sure. Joey? Yes, I, I kind of like the coach here. Can I get a 20? <laughs> Start spitting stuff out. Okay. I got you. Just yeah. spit it. If it's wrong, it's wrong. We'll laugh at you. We'll point at you. We'll make fun of you. First thing that came to mind was longest yard. I couldn't get it out. Right. Hey, hey look. And that would have hey, been a good it, guess. It would have been a good guess. But just get it out there, I man. Got you. Get yep. it out there. Because. So it's you not never just know. music. I'm not going to lie. My headspace was in music. So it's oh, no, 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 no. This is this runs the gamut. It could be music. It could be uh, TV. It could be movies. It could be it could something be... you hear in your everyday life. Okay. Something you hear in your everyday life. That's All correct. Right. All right. All right. Here we go. Next sound. I had steak tonight. What are you having? If I was the mailman, I'd be having your wife. <laughs> This is going to be tough for the younger guys. Yes, this is going to be tough. uh, Do it again, please. Sure. I had steak tonight. What are you having? If I was the mailman, I'd be having your wife. (laughs) Yeah, now this is recorded on something that's probably not even in use today. (laughs) Wow. 
Did you really just insult my my age at this point? No, all right. Well, see, I didn't even know you were a part of that era. You look so young, you know? Way to recover. Okay, good job. Good job. All right. One more time. I had steak tonight. What are you having? If I was the mailman, I'd be having your wife. Yeah, this was... Five, uh, uh, can I four, just say... I gotta three, say... Saturday Night Live, two, it's not specific. One. No. Shirley, was this one of the first shows on Fox? Not like, only the first show on Fox, but if you go back and watch it, it's probably the most offensive show you'll ever watch. Yeah, this was uh, pretty racy for yeah. the uh, the time. Stanford and Son? No. Did no. you say Stanford? Stanford and Son. No. No, it would be one Al Bundy from Married with Children. Married with Children. Nah, yeah. yeah. Never heard of it. Years was yeah, no. Nah. Yep. All well, right. that's why I said I can't make it easy. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. All right, here we go. Next sound. You're the girl. What? You're my pretty lady, McElroy. Wait, why? Because you whine like one, and no one can lift your fat ass. Uh, is, it, is it Happy Gilmore? No. No? Uh, no. No one can lift your... No, you're the girl. What? You're my pretty lady, McElroy. Wait, oh, oh, this is Will Ferrell. Like uh, and no. no one can lift I'm helping you out here. No, you're teeing them uh, up. This is what yeah. Chandler usually Tally does. Nights? No. No, uh, you know. Uh, Will Ferrell, uh... Oh. You're the girl. What? <laughs> you're my pretty lady, McElroy. Oh, Please this is... Because you're wine like one. Um, and no one can lift your fat ass. No, this nope. is... Um, just a bat... A trop, trop, it's uh, him and Mark no. Wahlberg. Nope. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Anchorman? Yeah. Anchorman? No. 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 You're the girl. What? You're my pretty I thought lady, this movie was hilarious. Like wow. fat ass. Uh, I want to apologize to everybody. No, hey, look. Yeah. No, no. This is what happens. That. This is what happens <laughs> to like, the show. I like that you're playing the game, though. You're throwing out titles. You got the actor. You got the actor. It is Will Ferrell. I'm looking for the name of the movie. Elf. Uh, Land of Time. No. Okay. Five. Four. Three. Two. Wow. Shirley, can I say that there are context clues in the line? That is correct. Where he's saying, I can't lift you up or you're the girl. It's that roller skating movie, isn't it? It's couples ice skating. Blades of Glory. Blades Blades of Glory. glory. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Oh, you Man. were getting there. You were getting there. All right, next sound. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no. I will no, take no, either no. the... In the air tonight, Phil Collins. No. Well done, well done. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, Joey, you have to do that again. Hold on. So, I see a lot of young Joe. I see a lot of Chandler in Young Joey's game. Chandler's a big finish the lyrics instead of saying the artist. Like a lot of, a lot of rookie moves he's making. Uh, you've made in the past, mm-hmm. and now you're a veteran. So Joey, like you know, a few weeks Stay from now, right, right? Yeah, I mean, look, you're, this is it's tough to come in and win on your first time. Yeah absolutely uh let's see here we go next sound big game big game uh, uh, burger king well done let's go well done who got it it'll be him you're good okay why 
I said Whopper. Oh, he said Whopper. I, I said Whopper. Oh, are you he looking for Burger King? Burger I was King. looking okay. for Burger King, gotcha. yes. Um, <clears throat> I knew my eating would help me. Out <laughs> <laughs> Fast food legend over here. Uh, da, da. Okay, I just needed, I was missing a cut here. All right, so we'll play two more and then we'll take a quick break. It's not a two more. Can I get a score check? Yes, score check is Chandler is in the lead two to one. Well, we got a game. We got a game, folks. All right, here we go. Next sound. I thought he was just jumping in the stands and he grabbed a a camera. I was like, yes, sir. Wow. That was a tie ball game, folks. That was quick. Yep. All right. God, was that real? Did Hit it, it again? again. I thought he was just jumping in the stands and he grabbed, he grabbed the camera. I was like, I was like, what the world? Oh my God. <laughs> sounds like I thought that, like, what that sounds like is like someone making fun of Patrick Mahomes. Sounds like Mincy. Yeah, but it's actually Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> wow. All right, next sound, and then we'll take a break. This man was a bona fide scrub. Uh, he can't Smith. play. Oh. <laughs> Who's oh. on crack? <laughs> oh, I can't believe I lost one. Uh, oh. boy Chandler. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a game. It is three to two. Hold on to your hats, folks. Chandler is in the lead. Halfway through a round and a half of Name That Sound. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish it up. Can Chandler reach that finish line? We'll find out in four minutes. Be right back. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have uh, brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. And you can follow 5th Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room right beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. I am Shirley Rhodes, and we are in the middle of a heated battle between Chandler and intern Joey for Name That Sound. And uh, as we stand, Chandler has a one-point lead. He leads Joey 3-2. to two. Action really picked up late uh, there in that last segment. Yes. It was and, back uh, and forth. Joey, do, would you care to share what your friends texted you <laughs> during the break? Yeah, a couple of them called me a bit of a fatty for knowing that Burger King was too quick. <laughs> hey, you fit right in around hey, here. Hey, you know what you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to uh, our next sound. Here we go. Diddy does do hits. We'll take a hit. We'll take yeah, a hit. Yeah, we're happy with a hit. Diddy is excited. So I'm looking for the product that is being sold. Old Spice? Rock? No. Diddy does do hits. We'll take a hit. We'll take yeah, a hit. Yeah, we're happy with a hit. Cigarette. Diddy is excited. Uh, you know, Shirley, you played these sounds early for me today. I got a bunch of them. Doesn't know what this is. I don't know what this is. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, I don't know this. I played this one for earlier, I but I don't think you I never heard. answered. I don't know yeah. what it is. 
All right, one more time. Diddy does do hits. We'll take a hit. We'll take yeah, a hit. Yeah, we're happy with a hit. Diddy is excited. No, oh, I actually seen this Five, recently. It's Diddy four, in the studio. Three. Uh, two. Shoot. One. Nope. Eh. No. You are on the right path. I it's Uber seeing, One. Uh, Uber One. Okay. Uber One. Okay. He, you, you, you had the commercials. You just didn't tell me what <laughs> is product that was. Diddy talking? No, that okay, is Diddy's like handler. Him. Okay. He actually, it's it's the first commercial featuring uh, the uh, the studio one. All right. So oh, gotcha. it's where he's meeting with the uh, people that want him to sing a song, and he says Diddy, Diddy doesn't do music. All right, next one. Oh, uh, Harry Styles. You are correct, sir. How I know that, I don't know. <laughs> as is it, it was is that not what you said clip when you came as in as it was yeah so no, I was at tiebreakers the and they were playing it yeah and I went home and I hum and sing to myself a lot just walking around the house and my wife was like why are you singing Harry Styles like, I didn't know it was him I just know that part that goes as it was yeah, not, yep. I heard that song but as it was yep 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 so, yep all right, oh, so Chandler has doubled his lead over Joey now. It is four to two. All right, Chandler, can you put in the death nail or can young Joey stay alive? Yes. Okay, here we go. Next sound. There's two roads in life. One is you're winning or learning, and the other is that you're losing all the way to the grave. Hmm. Wise words. <laughs> yeah. They are wise words. As for what that is, not a chance. Let me let me hear it again. There's two roads in life. One is you're winning or learning, and the other is that you're losing all the way to the grave. I don't even know. That's an. Shirley, can I say this is a TV show? Yes. The hint is it's a television show. Friday Night Lights. No, it's more recent. Is it sport related? No. Uh, can I ask questions? <laughs> yes, you can ask okay. questions. Uh, it's, it's not sport related. It's a recent show. Is it on? There's one? two roads in life. One is you're winning or learning, and the other is that you're losing all the way to the grave. Breaking Bad. Incorrect. This guy talking has been Five, in sports movies. Four. Yep. Three. And it was also a main character in one of my favorite movies. One. What's, what's that movie before you? <laughs> <come back? laughs> That would be one Rip Wheeler from Yellowstone. Oh, oh, you know what? I thought it was Kevin Costner talking. Nope. Mm-mm. So Rip was in uh, Dazed and Confused. Yes, that's what you which I about. absolutely loved. It's one of the greatest movies. Has one of the greatest soundtracks ever in a movie. Low ride. Take All right, four to two is still your score. Chandler in the lead. We are moving into. Uh, why am I missing so many? Okay. Uh, I know what I did. Okay, so now let's go into round three. We're going to have to pick up the pace here. So let's go next sound. Lightning it's round. nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? No, I don't want to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? That's, that's a scary movie of some sort, right? Scary movie? Uh, you? Uh, it's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Uh, Chucky? No. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Five, oh, four, man. I, three, <laughs> two. I don't watch scary movies. One. It's the twin sisters. 
No, no. Nope. Chucky is. Cl- it was kind of like a new Chucky almost, Charlotte. A new yeah, yeah. I would, child's play. Yeah, a new child's play, but it's called Megan. Oh, I've never heard of it. It's the robot. Never heard of her. Oh, uh, well, you should. You don't want to be crazy. Yeah, you don't want right. to hang out. All right, next sound. I can care less about what I do. Shaq. Shaq. Mm. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Chandler gets it. Five to two, Chandler in the lead. That was a big one. That was a, yeah, a turning point. I was point. just about to get that. All one. right, Joey, you're gonna have to run the table here. All right, here we go. Let's do here it. Here we go. Next sound. Let me turn it up just a bit. I mean, sounds like a stable. Nope. Door knock. Uh. What am I listening to right now? I didn't get this one either. But uh, five, it's like a four on the door. You know, we got the door three, knocker thingies. Nope, two, uh, one. Can I give one hint? Sure. And then you do another five second countdown. Yes. Summertime activities. Five, four. Hit it again. Can we hear three, it again? Three, two. Uh, diving board. Yes, sir. Let's go. Oh, clutch. Does he have the clutch gene? Oh, yeah. All right, five to three. Is Chandler on crack? <laughs> on crack! <laughs> Here we go, next sound. Pull in a net with a pain in the... Hey, neighbor! I'm looking for the product. Play it again. Pull in a net with a pain in the... Hey, neighbor! You know what's funny, Shirley? It's optimum. Nope. It's, um... Home internet, okay. All right, so then we've got optimum. We've got nope. We've got uh, uh, spectrum. We've got five. I'm trying to think of something like that. Uh, three, link. two, CenturyLink, uh, Greenwood Utilities. <laughs> <laughs> no free promo. <laughs> How did Greenwood Utilities get the guys from uh, Scrubs to be in their commercial? <laughs> That Charlie, would be what's funny is I know the people, the guys from Scrubs and uh, Travolta are yes. in the ad. I yes. don't know the company. T-Mobile. Huh? No. T-Mobile. I saw it was this. a Super Bowl oh, ad. I literally had yeah. yeah. All right. This is the last sound for the round. We have a bonus sound coming up. Here we go. Only problem is we all got so much junk floating through us. A lot of times we end up getting in our own way. Here's a hint. It's a television show. Only problem is we all got so much junk floating through us. A lot of times we end up getting in our own way. Dave Chappelle? Chandler hasn't Five, seen anything uh, since four, 1995. So. Three, no. two, Shoot, one. That would be one Ted Lasso. Yeah, I ain't seen that. Ted Lasso. Oh, I see. No, I just didn't pay for Apple TV. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to remember that part. All right. So, five to three is your score. Bonus sound worth 100 points. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Here we go. Why did the Scarecrow get an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. Did you? Did you read this? No. It's another new show, right? Yeah, it's another new show. It is on, I w- would Joey you call did, it a television show? Joey didn't pay for uh, Max. Oh, he, did, he probably Max. didn't pay for yeah. HBO Max either. Why did the Scarecrow get an award? Definitely not Max either. Because it was outstanding in his field. <laughs> Although. Did you read this? It was no. also a video game. It was also a video game. Oh, uh, The Last of Us? That is you it. You are correct. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, hey. your hey. final score. Yeah, I'm molly-wopped. 
I, I no. Your, I think your you final know, score. That is wrong. I, great respect. Great six, respect to you. Hey, Mike Schwartz. Relax. Six to three, Chandler. That's a good game. That's a good. That's game. a good game. Really good game. Hey, we did the dang thing, Joey. We did. We did. You entertained I, the masses. Yep. Shirley, good good game by you. I suggest that if Connor's going to be here next week, while in my absence, the two of you go head to head. Oh yeah, me and Connor are going to get to it. I think. May I suggest something? Sure. I think next week we go Chandler versus Connor to give him a little taste, and then the following week, when I come back, we have the battle. Okay. We have the intern right. battle. Okay. And now, I can and, do that. and Joey and I can. Uh, well, I'll come up with a game. In fact, I'll. Uh, if you'll be around that day, Joey, you can help me come up with the sounds for Chandler and Connor. Sounds good. All right, yeah, we we'll do, do that. that. Yeah, let's then do that. Then we'll have the intern showdown, where one man gets a full-time job gets troy d's old job and the other has to leave greenville forever oh, man. okay but you can't have troy d's old office that's mine or oh, his parking <laughs> space <laughs> or his parking space just his job <laughs> okay. let's take a break when we return pirate legends marcus crandall and lester lines that is on the way pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, we'll deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or you can shop online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday really like the setup of today's show we've had football previews we've played a game and now we'll talk to ec royalty it's a good summer show uh here on pirate radio live and we will now play uh our interview with lester Lyons. so before marcus crandall left town we banked a lot of uh great interviews with pirate legends and got uh still got jaris mcphail to play at some point we'll hit that one uh if not tomorrow next week uh but here's the chat we had with ecu hall of famer lester lyons surely let's hit uh, part one of that all right let's head out to the uh, pirate radio live line and talk to a former ecu great pirate guard lester lines joining us today on pirate radio live lester how you doing man Good, good, good. Good to hear from you. Yes, sir. And uh, Marcus, you've been uh, lining up some awesome interviews, a lot of football interviews, but had a Lico dunk on last week and uh, going to talk more hoops with Lester Lyons today. That's right, man. Lester, it's good to have you on here, man. And um, just to let you know, I hope, I hope, first of all, I hope uh, things are going well out there in Charlotte. I think you're out there 
but uh, good to have you on and join us um, here at Pirate Radio Live. And um, looking forward to talking to you, man. Yeah, things are well. Thank you. Lester, uh, I guess it, it, it's a, a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. You're uh, you're on the last ECU team to make it to the tournament, so that's cool to say. But on the flip side, we're about due, Lester, right? I mean, you watch it every March, and you hope the Pirates can make a run in uh, a conference championship. They just haven't been able to do that, and it's, it's kind of crazy to think you were on that last tournament team, right? Yeah, that's kind of crazy to see that the program has been this long without. But I think that things are turning over, and I think it'll be it'll be soon that they'll be back in that tournament. Lester, I was here when, of course, when uh, when you guys went through that that transition and uh, making it to the tournament. Uh, man, I, I I do have to say that you guys were an inspiration to me because I actually. Um, was out for the season the year before uh, that, or well, that same year, and then you guys uh, went on to uh, to make it to the tournament. But to to see you guys do what you did and have the uh, the, the you know just the uh, tenacity and uh, to get through the conference championship and make it, and um, the uh, camaraderie that you guys um, possessed as well as a team, as a coaching staff uh, for those those guys as well. Um, it, it just helped me to kind of motivate me to get back on the football field and uh, do what you guys did, man. So I appreciate the motivation. I appreciate what you did for the Pirates. Yeah, I thank you. But I, but I think we got to reverse that because <laughs> basketball then during that time, we we got our motivation from football and the other sports because everybody was winning during that time. And it made us kind of push because we wanted to win just like every other program was. I think football was winning quite a bit, going to bowl games and basketball. We needed to make a change, so that kind of inspired us. Lester Lyons joining us. So, Lester, uh, it's not like you guys ran through that regular season. Uh, you entered uh, conference play there 4-10 and 10, uh, in the conference tournament, 13-17 and 17 overall. So, what do you remember about that trip? Was, was the tournament uh, in Richmond at that time, Lester? What do you remember about making that run and, uh, and how that whole thing went? Yeah, in the CAA tournament that year, um, we had a lot of good teams. I think um, James Madison and and Old Dominion were ranked at one time. Um, and we lost a lot of close, close games that year in overtime. Um, I think the seventh seed was a good seed with, for us because we had played, uh, which the two seed was Old Dominion, and we had played them close a couple of times that year. And I think, you know, the third time was a charm to get to play them in the first round, and we upset them. Um, the second round game against UNC Wilmington was a pretty even matchup. We were always even with them. And we were able to come out on top. And in the championship game, it was just you had to gut it out one more time. And you did uh, against James Madison. What a run to make it to the NCAA tournament. And then Lester, uh, they're on selection Sunday. You see who you're going to play, and you get the North Carolina Tar Heels uh, in the state of North Carolina playing in Winston-Salem. So, man, what was that feeling like uh, when you saw your opponent for the tournament? Well, we knew we were going to be – matched up against a pretty good team, whether it be in the east bracket, the south or the west. Um, getting to draw the number one team in the country, um, being from North Carolina, and it was big for us, man. I mean, you know, you get to play on that stage, and we were lucky enough to, to get to play in our home state so family and friends were able to make it. Um, it was a big stage, and, you know, we were we were ready to play no matter who we played. Um we knew we had a big task in front of us, but it was great to get to play the Tar Heels in North Carolina. 
Absolutely, man. Um, Lester, when we talk about um, sports and athletics, um, consistency with great players, there, there's a, a tremendous amount of, uh, one, pressure to perform. Uh, but uh, when you do it over and over again, uh, that produces greatness, and that, that pretty much uh, makes a statement or you set a staple for yourself as far as uh, being one of the elite players in your position or your sport, whatever it may be. Uh, you were four-time, uh, I think you still are, the only player to lead the team in scoring four times in a row, uh, consecutive seasons, that is. Uh, what was it like for you when, as you start to pile up the numbers uh, on the offensive end and uh, going through that process, what was it like for you uh, being in that spotlight? Well, I think it was, you know, more – my mom was a basketball coach, so it was the work ethic, the the days in the gym, uh, the stuff that people don't really see that kind of gets you to, to go into a, a, a daily grind, I would say, and just to be able to grind it out and, and then be able to perform when you get the opportunity and, and you get in the spotlight – to uh, be able to go back to the things you, you did every day in practice and training um, to get you through it. Um, you know, it's a good accomplishment to be able to, to, to be a part of something that's winning and then to be able to, to have the stats to back it up. Now, now to, to do it on the offensive side, you also exerted that same energy on the defensive side. You were named um, defensive player, uh, one of the all-time, uh, all-team defensive players as well. Uh, take us through that process and, and what it's like to, to be not only one of the top scorers on the team, but uh, very well defensively as well. Well, I take the defense, I'm going to take that back to the offense as well because if you get a stop or a steal, you get a chance to get an easy basket. And I wanted to score, man, so I played defense so I could score. <laughs> um, they kind of went hand in hand. But, yeah, you do have to work, um, I mean, defensively um, because whoever has the ball has the opportunity to score. And we wanted to take teams out of being able to score and to be able to get more shots up than they do to have more chances to get more points than they did. So, yeah, I kind of, you know, my focus was to be a, a the best all-around player that I could be, and we, I use defense to fuel my offense. Lester Lyons joining us. How about this, Marcus? Ninth all-time in blocks in ECU history. Man. <laughs> For our guard. And Lester, uh, man, you, you you said, well, I mean, records are meant to be broken, they say, but you're 235 steals. That's going to be hard to touch. Uh, nobody has come close to that. Uh, since you left. You're also second in points still, uh, all-time at ECU, first in steals. But um, I, I know one that you left ECU as the all-time three-point leader. Uh, that has been surpassed a lot of times because the way the game's played now, <laughs> Lester, if you played in 2023 rather than 1993, um, you know, how would your game be different? How, how much more would you have shot from the outside? And, and kind of just what do you think about the changes in basketball, the way it's played now? Yeah, yeah, the game has, has progressed so much into more of a three-point shooting game, and um, they play a lot faster than we play. Um, you know, we we started out with like a forty-five-second shot clock. But, um, I know one year we played, we ran the whole thing down, so we we didn't even take shots. Um, um, but yeah, it would be it would, for me. I think I would be definitely score a lot more points um, because I was shooting threes during that time, um, but just not as many. Um, and then with the pace of the game picking up, also it would have been a lot more opportunities to get to get baskets. Um, 
we had a decent three-point shooting team at, at, at times. And I know all of those guys had a green light. <laughs> so, yeah, we would have a lot more points than we did, definitely. Lester, do you like the way it's played now? Sometimes you hear older uh, former players say that yeah, I, I hear the phrase Steph Curry ruined basketball because of how he shoots and now everybody, kids want to stand out there, NBA range and shoot threes that, what, what are the pros and cons of the, the way the game is played now in your opinion, what do you think when you watch a game well, you know, it kind of takes a lot away from the bigs, but me not being a big man, I, I mean I love the way it's played now because the guards get a lot of free reign, they play a lot of pick and roll, they get to take shots that we normally wouldn't be consistent with taking it's not a high percentage shot but if you can shoot like Steph Curry you can take any shot you want to shoot <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah I think the game it's taken away from the bigs now more so than yeah. the guard play so so as you look at that um, in regards to Steph Curry and uh, you can there's a lot of debating about uh, basketball in any sport that is uh, but people uh, compare who has had the most uh, impact on basketball, Steph Curry or Michael Jordan? And uh, that's been a, a, a word on the street, so to speak, in in regards to um, the impact. Who, who do you think has had the most impact on the world, so to speak, of basketball? Well, I think you got to go um, with Michael Jordan because at that time and, and the time, even times after that, everybody wanted to be like Mike. I mean, it transcended the game. Um even taking it, you know, into endorsements and everything. Um, Steph Curry's his 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 mark on the game is is just as big because he he made the three point shooting so much more important. But you got to think about uh, Michael Jordan. Everybody wanted to be Mike. Would be like Mike. We had a, this discussion in the previous chat, Marcus, about the dream team and basketball going global, and you see right. the impact on that now with Luka and Jokic and all that. And uh, I actually watched um, the last dance for the second or third time. I was watching one of those episodes last night, and it was the dream team episode. And it is amazing how recognized he was all over the world, and not just here in the states and and that it was an interesting question because it, it's kind of different answers depending on how you ask the question if you who had the biggest impact on how the games play currently it's definitely steph curry but then at the end you said who's had the biggest impact in the world and and you got to go mj there i yeah. would think right and and i think uh steph has um i think he has a big impact just because of the way not not that he just shoots three-pointers because you have a lot of guys that ray allen um reggie miller a lot of guys shot the three-pointer very well, right? But the way he does it, man, like he's crossing over, step back, three-pointer, and it's just uh, just a tremendous effect on the game. And uh, the way he does it, I think, is, has been the most impactful. Right. impactful. He does He does have um, – he plays point guard and he has a ball in his hands a lot. And he has the ability to get his shot off the dribble and off the catch and shoot. So it makes it almost intimidating to guard him because he can, he can dribble – and maneuver um, to get to where he want to get to and get into his spots and get into his shot, which a lot of the known three-point shooters were more basically catch-and-shoot guys. Lester Lyons joining us, Marcus Crandall as well, part one of our interview that we had with the Pirate Great, and you'll hear more coming up in just a moment here on Pirate Radio Live. But right now, Shirley Rhodes, let's open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250 is the number. 
And Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about a $10 gift card to Familia? Man, pizza of the week, just 12 bucks This week, it's the bacon and onion. Onion! And it looks great. You can, uh, if you get a ten dollar gift card, you're paying two bucks for a large pizza. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. The number. What caller are we looking for? I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's go caller seven. Caller seven is a winner. Three one seven twelve fifty. We're back. More Marcus Crandall and Lester Lines when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. And congratulations to Will James of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great uh, New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, intern Joey, J-O-W-I, joining us on the show today. And we played a moment ago. Uh, part one of our chat with the great Lester Lines and Marcus Crandall. Let's hear more of that right now. Shirley Rhodes. Who are your favorite guys to watch play currently, Lester, when you turn a game on? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got to go with the, the consensus. I, I like LeBron, and I like Steph, and I, I like I like uh, the Greek freak Giannis Acapatupo. Yeah. All right. We've um, <laughs> we've talked about having a LeBron bait debate uh, over the last few weeks here. Um, <laughs> what makes you like LeBron in regards to you know all the um, you know all, he, he catches a lot of flack about uh, his game and the, the impact that he's had in regards to building the super team. That that's what I think most of the um, non-LeBron or LeBron haters come from. Yeah. He's he's been on a lot of teams that's that's had um, top 100 players or either another superstar on the team with him. Um, but to play, man, under the kind of pressure that he plays under, I think they they've been following this kid around with a camera ever since he was 12 years old, and to have the career that he's had, I think it's some things that's outside of basketball that makes LeBron special. I always go back to that. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated in high school, King James, and they're talking about a 17-year-old or whatever, and he's never got in trouble, never had any off-the-court stuff. It's pretty incredible to be a star from that young. And, 
you see all these um, kid actors in Hollywood, right, Marcus, and they go down the wrong path because they just can't handle it. And LeBron has always been able to, to handle it. I, we've had the discussion a little bit. I I didn't like the teaming up and the uh, taking my talents to South Beach and all that. But mostly because I, I root for the underdog, and at that point he was not an underdog anymore. He was right. the he was the man. But uh, no doubt what he's done, you know, off the court and and on the court. I think a lot of it too. And I'm glad to hear Lester say he, he likes LeBron. I think a lot of it is people my age or, you know, our age that think Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time and don't want to say anybody else is. I think that's part of the LeBron hatred, too, is people my age saying, no, there's only one goat, and that's Michael Jordan. I think he gets a lot of flag that way. You're going to always have those comparisons, but when people start comparing you to Michael Jordan, <laughs> it's going to be some it's going to be some love hate because there's people going to take sides, and and that tradition of the old school game they just played different, and and it was a tougher time, or the comp- competition was different, or whatever. But I, I I still I'm in that era too where I go with Mike, but I said I mean watching now I just like LeBron because he's able to do it. Um, at an at a older age, and he's been through those 20 years of being in the league and, and where he came from and all of that. 20 years, man, and that's, uh, that's a long time, and especially to be playing the way he's playing, right, at the end of his right. career, towards the end of his career. Got a kid playing at USC this upcoming year. <laughs> man, it, it, absolutely, right? But um, when you look at his game, um, Lester, people will say, man, he couldn't have played back in those times when Jordan uh-huh. played, but what what are your thoughts about that, man? You got a guy that's six eight and two hundred and whatever, how many ever pounds? But he he's a he, he was a, he was a gifted physical specimen from the beginning. I think that body he could play in any league. He could have played tight end football, right? Um, but yeah, he he uh, he would have been a difference to the game because you go back to he's magic size and and uh, and he plays pretty much the same way. But a little, I think he's a little bit more stronger or not as finessed as, as Magic was. I hate those conversations, Marcus. I saw, and look, th- this is just some guy on Twitter, some no-name, but it gets out there and everybody pounces on it. I saw this week Michael Jordan couldn't play in today's NBA. He wouldn't be a superstar. It's just asinine. It's just people right. putting out stuff to get attention. LeBron could play in any era. Jordan could play. If you're good at basketball, you're good at basketball. I mean, Lester talked about how he would adjust his game to the modern game. You adjust to, to what's going on. I, I think on. that's the most important thing. Guys yeah. are able to adjust because you've seen him. He's one of the uh, elite players that has done that. He's He was back when uh, KD and uh, sorry, with um, uh, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce and all those guys yeah. when they first came when he first came into the league and he played a very similar style and so he had to adjust his game to adapt to the way the game is playing today and he made made it to the Western Finals. Right. Lester Lyons joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line and Lester, uh, what was it like being honored uh, inducted into the ECU Hall of Fame uh, after all those years playing on the court? That was uh, induction in two, 2018. What was that like for you? Yeah, it's a great honor. I mean, it's a great compliment to go along with, the, you know, the years that, that I put in there. Um, it kind of complements my legacy. Um, it's something good to have happen for my family and my community, coaches and community and stuff. Lester, what was your uh, post-ECU basketball career? Did you play any professional basketball anywhere? And, and uh, what else did you do in your, your basketball life after East Carolina? Yeah, after ECU, I did play um, 
a total of eight years overseas. I've started in Ireland and the uh, England Budweiser Super League, played a couple of years in Germany and Turkey, ended up in Lithuania when I had a career-ending knee injury. Um, after that, I came home to North Carolina and I had a coaching stint at, at um, Greenfield private school in Wilson, North Carolina, and I also coached at my alma mater, Bertie High, for a few years. So what was that like for you, man, coming back home and uh, being able to give back that way to your people that followed you pretty much growing up um, and and coming back and um, now them supporting you in the coaching realm? Uh, What was it like for you to be able to give back to your your peers and, and the people that helped support it was it was definitely a, a different experience for me because I I come from the playing side and um, it was diff, different being a coach. Um, I love to you know to, to give back to the to the game because that's where I came from. This just the love of the game. Um, it's good to see people that come out and support though in the same way as they did when I was a player. Lester, uh, what's it like playing professionally overseas? I mean, you're getting paid to play basketball. That's awesome. But you're also kind of a fish out of water, right, with the the languages, the food, the culture, everything. So what was that like uh, adjusting to, to being a pro basketball player over there? Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little different. I mean, you know, basketball kind of takes precedence, and you really don't think about a lot of the other stuff. But, when you you know, it's, there, there's no – food that you're used to, you know, fast food, like, you know, your McDonald's and your, 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 your restaurants. But, um, that was big. And then there's a, there's a thing with communication because you have to have somebody that can speak the language or you have a, uh, interpreter with you to be able to tell you what somebody said. Um, it's a little tough, but I mean, if, 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 you know, being from the States, Everything is, is is a lot easier. With <laughs> <laughs> the culture man, shock, man. The the diet is very important to an athlete, uh, Lester. Yeah. So how how was it, man, in regards to uh, being able to make sure your body um, is is getting the right fuel to to perform out there on the court? Well, I kind of you know took care of that a lot on my own. So uh, I kind of watched what I ate and was able to be able to to go to markets and purchase the the vegetables and the fruits um, that I needed to to sustain. I mean, I didn't get to to, to eat um, full course <laughs> meals, but I was able to put together something to sustain me while through the course of a season um, and be able to train just enough to stay in, in shape and to be able to have something to, to sustain me while I was there. Marcus, now, I don't know. We might have brought this up, but, you know, Canada, very similar to the United States, but yeah. there are those French-Canadian areas and things. Like, did you have any issues up there in Canada with cultures and languages, things like that? Yeah, language, when you go over to Quebec, uh, it, it's predominantly French-speaking people. Yeah. And um, so when you go to the restaurant, everything is in French and and so, <laughs> you did you learn to enough kinda, to get by, or did uh, you just point at things? Kind of point it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the pictures, of course, the photographic is, uh, is awesome. Uh, but there, there are some that had both, right? And so uh, we kind of naturally adapted or, right. or, or navigate or migrated to the ones that um, that we knew that had both languages on there, and uh, that's pretty much where we ate most of the time. 
or you go to McDonald's and you know just like uh, man it's, it's pretty funny that, yeah. that we say McDonald's but uh, there's a guy in the CFL who, who lived off of McDonald's and <laughs> was a, a CFL all-star on a consecutive basis but uh, you, you find what uh, what works for you um, and then you pretty much it's just like human nature man you go as what's, what's comfortable right, yeah. for the most part Lester, uh, man, it was great to see Joe Dooley back at East Carolina coaching where he once coached, but uh, that now he is at Kansas and, and winning, and uh, we're happy for him there. But uh, I know it was cool to see uh, you know your old coach back. Uh, unfortunately, didn't work out here, and now Mike Schwartz is in. So how much do you, you kind of keep up? I'm sure you kept up when, uh, when Coach Dooley was here, but how much do you keep up with what the Pirates are doing now? You said you think they're heading in the right direction here with Coach Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep up with um, Coach Dooley. You know, you think about it, he he was at ECU three different times. Um, he was my um, assistant coach during the Eddie Payne era, um, and then he came back to coach uh, after Eddie, and then he got a, another stint at, at ECU. Unfortunately, you know, we had to make break ways. Um, but, yeah, I like Joe Dooley. He was my guy. Um, and I think, yeah, the program now with Coach Schwartz, I mean, ECU. I mean, if we're gonna move into um, new conference, um, I think that that would really help us a lot. But that league we play in now is a tough, tough league. Um, with Houston being in the Final Four the last two years, and you got a great Memphis team, and there's some other tough, tough teams in that league. Yeah, even some of the new schools uh, had great postseason success last year. And you look at Florida Atlantic. Lester went all the way to the Final Four. They'll be. Uh, coming here to, to Minji's next season. So well, you've got Houston out, and you take a, a breath and then say, uh-oh, we got the, a Final Four team coming in. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's just been – that's the way it's been the last 20 years, I mean, since we were playing. Um, the Conference USA was tough. Yeah. And and the, the uh, American that we're in now is a really tough league. Lester, what would be your advice to give these young men um... – in regards to how to handle that, how to approach each season uh, as they see these top opponents coming on the schedule? Well, the league play is physical, so you got to be bigger, stronger, and faster. I mean, you got to work to 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 um, be able to match up with man for man, which which who, whichever team you're playing, to be able to compete. You you have to put that work in. Lester Lyons joining us. Marcus, anything else for Lester before we let him get out of here today? Man, again, just like I told uh, Aliko last week, um, Lester, man, I, I really appreciate it, uh, you guys, what you did for us. And uh, I really enjoyed the time that we had watching you guys win those big games and uh, rushing, the, rushing the court. <laughs> and, uh, man, it, it was very exciting times to, to be able to support you guys because um, you, you were uh, role models on the court, but you were also role models off the court. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was good. It was some fun times. It's always, you know, a good good time when you get to win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lester, uh, thank you for joining us, man, uh, and, and great to walk down memory lane, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Thank you, guys, man. All right, there he is, Lester Lines and Marcus Crandall, just a couple of ECU Hall of Famers talking some hoops. Uh, we've got another recorded interview uh, that we've done uh, with Marcus with Jarris McPhail, uh, former Pirate running back, 
uh, was with the Miami Dolphins, and uh, we'll run that interview either tomorrow or one day next week, and then Marcus will uh, rejoin us live soon, and we'll have more great conversations and more great interviews with former Pirates and uh, some of his coaches and, and teammates that he met along the way during his great career. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back, update you on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. Also, a little uh, College World Series preview. Look at some of those odds on uh, what Vegas uh, is saying will happen and who are the favorites in Omaha when the action begins on Friday. We'll have that and more for you as we roll on Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. You know, sometimes you got to know when to fold them. And know when to hold them. Yeah. Eric... And that's the problem with some of us who tell dumb jokes. You're always trying for that that one more laugh before you get out of here, you know? But Eric, the one more? Eric, uh, he tried to do one more. He said, much to the uh, dismay of Shirley, I have hundreds, if not thousands, of terrible jokes just waiting to be shared. I keep them all stored in my database. Dude. Dad a base. You are terrible. Dad a base. <laughs> Daddy base. Yeah. I gotta get I gotta get the cricket sound effect. Should have kept that one in the uh in the holster there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um I do want to talk about the College World Series, which is coming up on Friday, beginning on Friday with a couple of games. So first up it will be Oral Roberts and TCU, two o'clock Saturday or Friday rather on espn friday night virginia and florida saturday it'll be wake and stanford at two and then tennessee and lsu looking at the odds the favorite is wake forest the demon deacons uh not too far behind them the lsu tigers and then chandler third as far as the betting odds go favorite to win the college world series a team we're very familiar with the virginia cavaliers Mm mm-hmm third out of that group yeah i mean i i, I said this on the show uh, i think a week ago um about i wouldn't be surprised to see virginia this is even before the super regional so i was saying i wouldn't be surprised seeing virginia go on a run not just make it to omaha but to go on a run road or go on a run in omaha and make it to that finals to that series to that final series because that lineup that they have 
is so spectacular one through nine. They've got so many players in that lineup that can hit the, the they can hit the baseball well. They got several over three hundred. They got maybe two players that bat over four hundred. So when you have an offense like that, I think you have a chance to make a run. I think the Cavaliers can do so. So they are almost even uh, with Florida as far as the odds, but Virginia is fourth in the uh, pecking, third in the pecking order. Florida right behind them. However, Florida is a favorite in the game against Virginia tomorrow. So figure that out. Uh, but so Florida and Virginia kind of right there at three and four. Uh, then the next team, as far as best odds go, are the Volunteers of Tennessee, followed by TCU. And then after that, you've got Stanford at plus 1,000 and Oral Roberts plus 2,000. So that's what the Go Eagles, the betting odds uh, say for the College World Series. Go Eagles. Go Eagle. So, uh, yeah, I guess we're uh, Oral Roberts fans coming up on. Uh, we'll be watching that one during the show tomorrow, Chandler. Yeah, I have a little mini watch along, I guess. Bring your uh, your Eagles wings and let them soar. Eagles wings? Yeah. Uh, a new restaurant in town? Do I need to go call on them to advertise? Eagles wings. Yeah. It's, uh, that sounds like a really good restaurant. A wings, like a wing spot. Yeah, but we don't eat Eagles, do we? You never had eagle wings? I've never Man, had an eagle. Delish. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of bird wing? You ever had an ostrich? No. Ever had a pelican wing? A pelican leg? Flamingo. Flamingo leg would be good to eat on. Not much meat. No. Not you much kinda meat. You kind of nibble on it. <laughs> it's like, like a pixie stick. That's probably the worst bird I could have said. A flamingo with the skinniest legs. Some fried flamingo legs Ooh. would be good tonight. Maybe marinate it in something. Yeah. Barbecue flamingo legs. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm not too sure about that. Y'all aren't doing that down in the uh, Puerto Rico. Flamingo. Down no. in the Puerto Rico. Definitely not. Down in the PR. Down in the PR. Well, surely maybe I'm watching my figure. You ever thought of that? Whoa. You ever think of that? You probably didn't, because I'm not. <laughs> Um, College World Series lines. All right. Now, the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. We got a two-way tie at the top. Xander Shoffley and Ricky Fowler at eight under par. And then there's a group tied behind them with three under. Scotty Scheffler, Bryson DeChambeau, S.W. Kim, and some guy named Barjon. Barjon. Um, DeChambeau. Uh, I remember a few weeks ago, the last major there was. Yeah. Uh, seeing DeChambeau's name on the leader leaderboard yeah. was weird, and it's still weird to see him on the leaderboard. PGA Championship. Um, even though second place right now with about four or five, probably more than that, tied for second, uh, the two leaders at the top are uh, ahead five strokes at eight under. All right. Um, by the way, Todd. Remember Todd? Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. Came in and picked up a prize. Uh, yesterday, so uh, got to hand him 24 Budweiser's. I had a miss Todd. Uh, he says, I'm betting on TCU. He's taking the Horn Frogs. Oh, wow. So, frogs. I'm okay with the winner of that Oral Roberts TCU game doing something in the tournament. Uh, Robert was talking about our our basketball chat with Lester Lyons. He says, yes, old school caught and shot. Nowadays, catch, dribble, stop, Take two steps backwards. Yes, I'm old. Uh, get off my lawn, guy. <laughs> Why did he yell to take two steps backwards? Take two steps backwards. Catch, dribble, step. Take two steps backwards. He's not wrong. 
However, I don't. He, he here's the LeBron uh, take uh, from Robert. He flops like he's 140 pounds. I've never seen MJ tell the referee that guy in the third row hurt my feelings. Have him removed. <laughs> so, look, I get. It. I I told Lester. There's people that are gonna be uh, MJ is the goat guy forever. Mm-hmm. How about you, young Joey? Who's the greatest of all time? King James. <laughs> LeBron James. You know how many uh, uh, pirate fans my age and older you are absolutely pissing off right now saying that? And I, they are furious. And I have to be honest with you, I don't apologize. I'm a youngin. Stand by. I've seen. Yeah. You can only go by what you've seen with your eyes. And I have sat down. You know what? I I I always have to argue with my father because we always do this argument. He's big MJ. I'm big Jordan. He's like, you've never even watched the game. So for the sake of the argument, I sat down and watched the. The Last Dance? No, not The Last Dance. Uh, actually, another thing that's going to probably take a couple people off, I got to about episode three and some change, and I just... <laughs> this guy. Man, enough. this guy's getting Look, I'm, 20, getting enemies I, I'm 24, but I have an old soul. I mean, you're like a 63-year-old man inside that body. <laughs> but look, and I never watched Michael Jordan play. I just finished The Last Dance for the second time. Michael Jordan, man. Michael. Michael Jordan. Now, wait Michael. wait till LeBron gets his 10-part series that comes out every <laughs> Saturday on ESPN. I did say. And I promise it's going to be a lot more quality because, one, camera quality, a whole different crew. And apparently, he's had somebody following him the entirety of his I career. saw that he had the same people or kind of like the same producers of The Last Dance following him around. So Brian Windhorst has been following him around for 30 years. Brian Windhorst. <laughs> Now, why do you say that? <laughs> now, why do they say that? He got a job because he was like, he knew LeBron James. Like, his whole career is based on LeBron James. Not that I hate him for it. I always said that I, you know, when well, I was... If I knew LeBron, I would try to find a way to monetize it, too. Heck, yeah. I, I'm not going to hate him uh, for it. I, I'm, I'm really upset that none of my friends from high school like made it super big so yeah. i could just tag along with him and not have to do anything my damn self yeah so like screw those guys <laughs> losers going back to college baseball world series coming up this weekend robert says i'm pulling for lsu the fattest players i'm with you there robert <laughs> they've got some fatties that can hit Break. and some fatties that can pitch and i am team fatty so uh yeah i got a soft spot in my uh heart that is clogged for LSU and their fat players. I'm gonna go I'm gonna change fat. your name to the LSU Hosses. That's clever, man. Did you Hoss. just cook that one up? LSU Hoss. Or you've been working on that one. Has that been in the crock pot or was that like a flash fry? Or should they be the LSU Cartwrights? Hoss Cartwright. All right, old man. It's <laughs> past your bedtime. <laughs> we gotta take our final break. Chandler's got to go to bed. Jamie's had ostrich jerky. Said it tasted like chicken. I hate that argument with foods where it's like, it tastes like chicken. Well, just eat chicken. Why are you eating all this crazy crap? Uh, Jamie's going TCU against Wake in the championship. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I got Florida in the whole thing. Go Gator. Go Gator. Hit the Gators, get them. All right. Hit it, Shirley. Go Gator. Gator bait. <laughs> Take a time out, come back, wrap up Pirate Radio Live after this.
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the market. The Dow was up 428 points and closed at 34,408. The NASDAQ was up 156 points at 13,782 and the S&P was up 53 at 4,425. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now let's back into the show. Here's Flip. We're going to back into the show. back into the show. Yeah, let's just, you know, back that fat truck up. Back it on up. Back it up. I'm going to ask you about that tomorrow, by the way, so be ready. Uh, Intern Joey Great Job, second day in a row, running the entire show, video production, which allowed Chandler today to co-host the show, go to a meeting, quote tweet interviews, participate in the game, kind of letting you roam, be the rover. And it felt so good. By the way, I mean, I and I actually had confidence when I left today. I was like, you know what? Joey's got this, and he had it. You, you did a great job, man. I'm serious. Thank you. Thank great you. job. You're learning fast, and, and you're very eager to learn, too, which yes, is awesome. Sir. Looking forward to learning more, too. Back with you on Friday on Pirate Radio Live, 3 o'clock, and we'll have a fun show for you then for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, intern Joey, the crew here at Pirate Radio. I am Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.